Thanks. The order breakfast at the McDonald's drive-thru. Tell yourself you'll wait to eat it at work, but it smells way too good. So you eat it right there in the McDonald's parking lot meal. There's a meal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, get any size iced coffee for 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with your favorite breakfast sandwich or one of our tasty bakery treats. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Blog Talk Radio. Eat me, eat me, 
me, me, my, me, boo. So them type of niggas right out my window. Blast your ass, hit you with my direct blow. Blow! Coming through like G.I. Joe. Star Wars moving ill like Han Solo. Make you bounce around like this was Calypso. Overshine cause I got the high bro glow. You think that you can hide, you think you can lay low. Roll up on your ass like Hawaii Five-O. Mac out with my dreads in my Kango. Forget them away, nigga, just pass the Cisco. Yo, take a trip down to Mexico. Come back with that shit that might make you psycho. Maximum frequency studio stereo. Sorry, this is it, but homeboy, I got to go. I got them up in the place, and you watch them correct. You all in check. I got that head on shit that make you break your neck. I got you all in check. And you know we come to direct the disco jack. I got you all in check. Throw your hands up in the air and never disrespect. I got you all in check. And welcome to Dr. Robert X Forum by way of Truth to Power. And my name is Beverly D. And we are in flip mode. We went from flip mode to panic mode. And that's the mode that we are in now. Um, Hotep, Dr. Robert X, how are you doing this evening? Hotep, Sister Ben, I'm doing fine. Hotep family. Hotep family. Okay, so... um, what is going on? I, well, what I observed today is that uh, I saw that the president had all of the big ho- the CEOs of the hotels and the casinos today, and uh, he was saying that uh, well, we see we we fighting with this invisible. Um, what did he call it? I forgot. I don't know. He said invisible power with this invisible. And he said, but now, and then later on, he came and cleaned it up. He was like the invisible coronavirus. But he said, but now we see who who they are or something like that. So now this was Trump? Yeah, when he had, at the meeting he had today with the uh, hotel people and the casino people. Yeah, I'm just guessing that he's probably using them, that they're going to function as uh, emergency facilities for medical uh, situations. Well, no, he's giving them all this money to so their employees, they don't have to fire their employees. So he's putting all this money into that they can uh, still uh, function and things like that. Oh, okay. Even even uh, though they closed. But, you know, they were telling him, he went to each one and asked them what was the problem, what did they need to solve the problem, and that's what they were telling him. And he was like, no problem. I'll take care of it. Yeah, okay. Uh, Derek says, I'm breaking up. Am I breaking up to you, Bev? Uh, Just a little bit. You got to okay. talk some more. Uh-huh. Okay, um, those many of those facilities will be uh, probably converted to emergency medical facilities, uh, as I understand it. And I saw very little media today as well because uh, this was my nap day. 
So mm-hmm. I took a nap midday, and uh, I got up kind of late. Kind of regret that because there's some things I need to have going over uh, that I didn't. Uh, and you know, uh, watching a little bit more of uh, media reports. Yeah, you are breaking up a little bit. Okay. Uh, I don't know what to do about that. Just <clears throat> move around a little bit. Now I'm in the same place. I'm normally at. Um, can you hear me better now? How about uh, now? Yeah. Worse? Uh, no. You breaking up too? I'm breaking up. Okay. Too. How about now? Yep. Uh, just a little bit. I'm breaking. Up. I guess we maybe we'll walk through it. I guess you, you know, they cut us off last week, so we'll see what's going on. Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so I'm I'm at a loss. I don't I don't really have any idea of what happened today. Okay. Because I took that nap, but I'm not surprised, Bear. I'm not surprised at all. Um, there are a lot of ironies in this thing. Yeah. Uh, and what I what I was able to see today was. Um, the little white girl, the little actress in Hollywood came out and said it was a Jewish conspiracy and the virus. Did you hear about that? No, I didn't. You know, wait a minute. What about if I'm going to see if I call you and connect you in okay. to another way? Let me see if we can get a better reception. So Yeah, um, I was thinking about everyone. hanging up calling you myself. Okay. Okay. I'm yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, everyone, just kind of bear with us until we kind of get things going here. I want to be able to hear and understand what uh, Dr. Robert is saying here. So, just bear with us. Okay, we're going to try it again. Okay, now what was you saying, uh, Dr. X, about the girl? Uh, There there was an actress in Hollywood. uh, Some of the family may have. Her name is uh, Rosanna Arquette. Little old mouse looked like a little rat. Anyway, she said that there's a Jewish conspiracy behind the coronavirus spreading around the world. Mm-hmm. She says here, quote, I'm still confused. So Israel has been working on the coronavirus vaccine for a year already. So they knew vaccines take a long time to know if they are safe. And the Kushner Oscar is the major investor mm-hmm. in the new vaccine that is supposedly coming here. Okay. Kushner Oscar. 
All right. They go on to say here that to help Arquette understand, there's a reason this coronavirus is called COVID-19. Quote, coronaviruses are a group of related viruses that cause diseases in mammals and birds. In humans, coronavirus, uh, coronaviruses cause respiratory tract infections that can be mild, such as the common cold, and others that can be lethal, such as SARS, MERS, and COVID-19. There are as yet uh, to be vaccines or antiviral drugs to prevent or treat human coronavirus infections, unquote. Then they're going to say, the name is derived from the Latin corona, meaning crown or halo, which refers to the characteristic appearance reminiscent of a crown or solar corona around the uh, virons or virus particles. When viewed under two-dimensional transmission electron mic- microscopy, uh, due to the surface covering in club-shaped protein spikes, unquote. They say COVID-19 originated in Wuhan, 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 China. Uh, the first case being diagnosed on December 1st, 2019. Okay. So uh, here's a little, little actress that take a lot of guts. She got guts, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. To say that this is a Jewish conspiracy that's spreading this thing around the world, mm-hmm. and I know the family might recall as we were going through the scientists that were getting caught, seemed kind of strange to me that the ones that were working with the Chinese spies and so-called Chinese foundations, Bev, there's a lot of noise in the background. Oh, you can hear some noise in the background. Yeah. Okay, we're good Go now. Okay. okay, so um, we had pointed out that it looked like uh, Old Testament uh, was disproportionately involved with these uh, Chinese spies that were smuggling the viruses out of Canada and out of Harvard University. So um, she's right there with us from that perspective. However, we said that it probably went above and beyond that and that the crown really represents the crown heads of Europe that we reiterated yesterday. Okay. Uh, And that I thought it was interesting that they, uh, that this thing supposedly has crowns of thorns on it, crowns of thorns. So again, um, if I had to say, she's in good company with us. Uh, plus, they, of course, they went on in the article to give a, a definition of uh, corona, which I thought was interesting because not many people are doing that or have done it. And, of course, we did it uh, on the first day uh, wow. that we dealt with this. Uh, what they didn't deal with that we're going to take a look at in dealing with the second part of this particular uh, uh setting is Deuteronomy and the Donald, Trump and the Bible, locusts rampaging off in a a large part of Africa, uh, the likes of which nobody has seen in quite some time, uh, and they're supposed to be 
out of season in terms of uh, dry seasons and wet seasons, and no one has seen anything like this. And, of course, you've got Christian ministers in Africa that are running around basically giving everybody theological warnings that this is one of the things that uh, is mentioned in Revelation or uh, related to the last days. So I find it I find it all quite interesting because there are other dynamics that fit into this as well, and that coronavirus, particularly the vaccine or one of the vaccine makers, uh, is named Gilead, which we discussed a little bit before. Okay, uh, and we look we went to look at what Gilead represents in scripture. Okay. But we also saw that Gilead was the name of the mythological place in the United States in this television series called The Handmaid's Tale. Now I find it all quite interesting, family. Sister Bear, because the woman who wrote The Handmaid's Tale, her name is um, Margaret Atwood. All right? Now, what's interesting about uh, Margaret Atwood and The Handmaid's Tale is that many of the Me Too women dressed like the characters in The Handmaid's Tale to make a political statement last year and the year before, in 2018 and 2019. Matter of fact, in 2017, 2018, and I'm not so sure about 2019, but I know for sure 2017 and 2018, meaning they put on their heads the the white bonnets and were wearing red robes reminiscent of the television series that I I recommended everybody take a look at a few years ago called The Handmaid's Tale. Very, very interesting uh, series. But here's what's also interesting. Margaret Atwood uh, published a sequel to The Handmaid's Tale that she wrote in 1985. And the sequel is called The Testament. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, again, the Me Too movement used this as a symbol. Me Too figures very prominently in Deuteronomy and the Donald. As we go along, you'll see what I mean. Now, I didn't get to this part at the forum last Saturday, Bear. Okay. And, of course, everybody knows when we do a forum on Truth to Power, it's always different than what we do at the, at the uh, here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And this will be no different. And I'll tell you why. For one thing, 
I have to go into a whole lot of different avenues here in Chicago based on comments from the audience. Sometimes it makes me lose my train of thought or, or whatever in a direction I may be attempting to go in because I don't, I don't have scripts and things like that. Very, very rarely I'll use notes. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very difficult to maintain a consistent school of thought when you got 20 minutes of five or six or seven different comments that's interrupting you as you go along, which again, I have to stress is why, you know, sometimes I I really appreciate truth to power from that perspective because it allows for me to get one coherent train of thought out there and stay on point in terms of, what I'm trying to get the family to understand from any particular subject matter. So we're going to definitely be dealing with Trump in Old Testament and New Testament. So I find it quite interesting that the name of Margaret, At- Margaret Atwood's book is called The Testament. And of course, we've been referring to the people that we feel that are really behind this thing, which are the aristocracy that's on the planet today, these so-called crown heads. Because uh, I can assure you, none of this would happen would be happening outside of some rogue government without these people giving the the go-ahead for that to take place. And of course, it could very well have come to uh, come through, and I think it did. What what I call the Davos crowd, okay, uh, those people of which Bill Gates and some of these other billionaires are all members of of this particular club. And as I think I mentioned yesterday, Trump went there, uh, basically dogged out the little Hansel and Gretel little girl, uh, and told them that uh, it was a, he was pushing America first and that they should adopt his economic policies. And, of course, George Soros' head almost exploded hmm. uh, when he heard that and because uh, they had chosen China in 2018 to take down Trump in America. That was at Davos. I hope the family heard me. China was chosen, and they accepted the uh, that particular role to take down Trump. All right. Uh, Unfortunately for them, they weren't in a strong enough position economically. And so uh, basically Trump whooped that booty uh, with those economic sanctions that he was putting on them. Right. And the tariffs. So they took a whooping across the board. They took a whooping in Taiwan because they wanted to take that back. And then just as the outbreak is is coming about, they took a whooping in Hong Kong. Uh, The Asian people ain't real good at taking whoopings. All right. Uh, They have to save face. So... There are a lot of very interesting things that come together here <clears throat> uh, with this uh, coronavirus. And 
I don't think any of it, again, is by accident. Like the place where the uh, the city or the country or whatever you want to refer to it as, in Margaret Atwood's Handmaid's Tale, is referred to as Gilead. And in this mythological place, <clears throat> excuse me, family, <clears throat> in this mythological place, uh, women are only used to serve as concubines for the theological rulers. Okay, now they have their own wives who are treated like royalty, but the handmaids are there to produce children because uh, in Margaret Atwood's books, it's bas- they're basically dystopic whereby uh, she talks about climate change uh, or uh, crises that create a toxic environment that basically causes infertility. So the handmaids are fertile women. They're fertile women who basically uh, in serving as part of the, the theologians' concubines have children for the, the men and the children are given to the men's wives. They're just there to reproduce because, again, of the environmental crises that cause infertility. Okay, now I know concubines are spoken of very prominently in Old and New Testament. So again, I find it quite interesting because many of the of the women, these lesbians, they basically refer to the Trump administration as Gilead. And I might add, without real good reason, only because he was talking off the cuff when he talked about women let you grab them by the vagina and all this kind of stuff, right? It, he didn't really do that, uh, but they used that to try to discredit him when he was running for office. And again, I find it interesting because if you look at all of the degenerates that are being outed, 99.9% of them are Democrats and a lot of them coming up out of Hollywood. So, again, the the inconsistency of their arguments has been blowing up in their face for the last three years, and as a result, the Me Too movement is now on its last legs. They did more harm for women than good. And it doesn't matter if the media attempts to promote idiot like a Cortez or them four jackasses, because none of them have put forth any logical ideas that many people would gravitate to. Most people think that they're retarded. Okay? Uh, And they claim to hate white men so much. Again, this is the idiocy in their arguments. When the little Somali girl took a white boy from her, uh, from his wife and his family. Right. And, and I was just reading some the other day about her 
um, getting ready to marry this guy. And they talking about kicking her out of Congress because she's really just told on herself because of misappropriation of funds. Okay. And her marrying her brother. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we, we all know why the Africans who come to this country and want to stay here. So they are married. They will. I personally know people who have done that, who have come here and, and married, um, uh, American black women so they can change their immigration status. But isn't that a crime? Isn't it against the the, the law? No, the reason that she supposedly did that was to uh, give give him citizenship. Right. So it wasn't supposed to be her brother. It was supposed to be somebody that she knew. That's why I don't, I don't really talk about that one. But the thing with the white boy why are they running around talking about white men is the problem. Uh, Cortez got her a white boy too. Well, they're a bunch of hypocrites. They're talking out the side of their necks, as we used to say. That's what it looks like to me because that's the reality of the situation. I didn't create it. That's what they wanted to do, and that's what they've been talking about. So it's like the hypocrisy is kind of overwhelming to me. You know, I expected to see Cortez with Juan Valdez. Um, that's what I would think. Or some black guy, if she hate white men so much. And of course, you got, uh, they call her the Somali Tamale. Uh, I can't, uh, Omar. Mm -hmm. And of course, she supposedly hate white people and is so militant, but now she was messing around with a married white man. She couldn't find no black men or Hispanic men, or since they always like to talk about black and brown, she couldn't even find an heir. They're all over the black community. She went and found a white boy. So that that's the dichotomy that we're in here. It seems to be the things that they push are things that they're really doing. The things that they claim to be against are the things that they've been involved in. So they want you to follow them and want to refer to Trump as a misogynist when, again, uh, you look at all of the people that have been brought up on charges, and I think it's safe to say uh, that most of them will be considered liberal Democrats. They just happen to be serial rapists uh, and pedophiles. So maybe we just won't hold that against them. They couldn't help themselves. So anyway, I find it interesting that Gilead is also uh, going to be a primary manufacturer uh, of an anti-Ebola drug, right? 
that's going to be produced to fight coronavirus. And then we look and we find that uh, the vials that was taken from the uh, Canadian lab And keep in mind now, Gilead has got a patent to treat coronavirus with Ebola vaccines. Yet, the patent that they got or the vials that was taken by the spies from the Canadian lab was for Ebola, SARS, okay, or Ebola and SARS. Okay, and then we look and we see that this coronavirus has been related to SARS, but the difference is it has a HIV spliced into it. Then one of the other interesting things is one of the primary investors in Gilead was Donald Rumsfeld, the same guy, the same former uh what was he, Secretary of Defense or Secretary of State? Secretary of Defense. I'm not even sure. Anyway, he's one of the two. But he just happens to be, was the chairman of the board uh, of Gilead when they produced Tamiflu that was used to treat the bird flu back in the early 2000s or late 2000s. And one of the references in scripture in the Bible basically talks about or alludes to the fact that there'll be no healing in Gilead. So, yeah, there are a whole host of extraordinary things that come with Deuteronomy and the Donald. And the coronavirus. Um, I'm not sure if if I gave a definition. I may have, um, but I move so fast with the research sometimes that I forget. But in case I didn't, uh, the metaphysical meaning of Gilead, and I may have dealt with this. Anyway, it's in order. It's definitely in order because, as we pointed out at the beginning of the year, 2020 was going to, and all of the family, you may recall, we said 2020 was going to uh, basically require a very clear meta vision. We were going to need clear spiritual vision, and that that's what would help us get through this year of turmoil. And I did hear today, Bev, just prior to coming on tonight, Mm -hmm. that uh, Trump is talking about this may take up to a year or 18 months. That we're going to be shut down. Yes. Mm. Which means 
it is not averse to warm weather. Now, I, I find it all interesting because I spoke to a sister in Jamaica today. Mm-hmm. And it's quite interesting, Bear. Uh, she's been there since January. Okay. I hope the family's sitting down. I asked her about coronavirus in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. And it's as if it doesn't exist there. Not that they don't have three or four cases. They do. Okay. But that's minuscule when you consider Jamaica is known for one thing and one thing only outside of Black Ganya. Okay? And that's tourism. Right. And there are a lot of Asians there. Like they are all throughout the Caribbean trying to buy up whatever they can buy up. Yeah. So... Uh, just like in Africa, uh, contrary to what Bill Gates said, because when they ran the 201 uh, event, he was basically pointing the finger at Africa being ravaged by a coronavirus. And it appears as though so far that's just not the case. And the Caribbean, again, is no exception to that. So let's go and look at a metaphysical meaning of Gilead. And, of course, you can find this at truthunity.net. Here's what they say. Now, they give you the uh, religious definition, and then they give you the metaphysical definition. So you can... uh, better be able to see the distinction between the two and understand it better if you're reading it in the scriptures or whatever. They say Gilead is Hebrew for a mound of witness. It's an enduring rock, a rock of time and great endurance. They say it's the mountain where Jacob encamped when he fled from his father-in-law, Laban. It was there that Laban overtook him and that the covenant between them was made. That's in Genesis 31 and 21. They say the caravan of the Ishmaelites to whom Joseph was sold by his brothers was from Gilead. That's in Genesis 37 and 25. It was on this mountain that Gideon chose the men who went with him to defeat the Midianites. Uh, Then they give you the metaphysical meaning of it, which I find extremely interesting. They say it's the high place in consciousness where spirit discerns and witnesses to what is and witnesses to what is true and to all man's thoughts and acts that an adjustment may be made throughout the mind and the body. Let me read that again. It's the high place in consciousness where spirit discerns and witnesses to what is true and to all man's thoughts and acts. So this is the place in your body, in your head, your consciousness, 
where it's sitting back making judgments. Okay? Your spirit is making judgments as to what is real and what is not, what is true, and everything else that's going on within you. And then they say that an adjustment may be made throughout mind and body, that your consciousness will basically serve as your spiritual guide to keep your mind and your body in equilibrium, in balance, in my eye. Okay? They say, if we let our high ideals and standards become subject to sensate, error reasonings, and spiritual discernment becomes obscure and our Gilead becomes a city of them that work iniquity, it becomes stained with blood works against our life and our health. And I really find that interesting. So let me read that again. If we let our high ideals and standards become subject to sensate or our senses, emotion, right? Don't let your your standards be dictated by emotions uh, and other errors in your reasoning, okay? If you do that, uh, your ability to uh, be spiritually consistent, right, becomes out of whack. Now, we're talking inside your body. And they say, uh, and our Gilead becomes a city of them that work iniquity. It becomes stained with blood works against our life and health, against our life and health. And that's in Hosea 6 and 8. It becomes stained with blood works against our life and health. All right. And all that comes from uh, poor consciousness and lack of spiritual discernment. You produce Gilead, all right, by not staying in balance spiritually and physically. So now we c- we can see that Gilead basically is dealing with processes that go on in your body like so many other things, right? And, of course, we mentioned yesterday uh, the tetrad, right, which is given spiritual significance. I'm sorry, which is given astrological significance because it supposedly deals with the blood moons. But in point of fact, it was adopted from uh, meiosis, the process of cell division in the woman during the process of birth, okay, or conception. Let me put it like that. So we can see these things too. I'm talking about things that go on inside your body, but given astrological references. And before I can get the next word out at the forum, Brother Derek, 
said as above, so below. And I said, you're absolutely correct. That's exactly what I was getting ready to say right after that. So, yes, that's why that saying is so significant. Because there's nothing happening off this planet that doesn't mitigate things on this planet. And that's why, Bev, when you mentioned, I want you to send me the link to that if you can, because I still okay. haven't seen it, okay. about the black hole. Because, you know, we've been referencing uh, the feminine energy in the black hole for quite some time on this program. Right. So I want to take a look at that and see if I can uh, pair other occurrences that are going on uh, in the cosmos. Because, again, we've, uh, we've announced quite clearly that the times that we're in are basically dealing with the rebirth of the spiritual energy uh, to coincide and coalesce with the male energy uh, removed during and by Amenhotep IV and his creation of the one world God and the neutralizing a one world religion, a one world God and the neutralizing of the feminine energy such that he depicted uh, the artisans, the artists to depict him as both male and female. Even though you'll see his wife and and his children uh, depicted with him in many paintings, he's now the one God, so he's male and female. The Aten. So again, just kind of add that to what we're talking about here to give it a a sense of reality in terms of where we are here and what's what's really going on. Uh, and I have even read things bad where people have remote views. Now, this was some years ago. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't see anything beyond 2020. Wow. I hope not. Uh, I, again, I just find the whole thing quite interesting to me. Okay. Uh now what, what, what date what date was that article from? Which one? The one you just read about the um from truthunity.net? There is no date. That's oh, a okay. that is a metaphysical website. It's a it's like a, the dictionary. So oh, okay. you just you just put I'm, I'm looking on here. Film, okay, I might be on the, I'm at the wrong place. Okay. Well, let's say unity, truth, unity.net. Here's what you do. Okay. Just put in Gilead. Okay. Forward slash. Okay. Truth, unity.net. Okay. And it should come up. Okay. Uh, That means it's going to send you to those two specific places. It's going to send you to Gilead. It's going to send you to Gilead and Truth Unity. Okay, gotcha. But again, I just found it interesting that uh, Gilead, uh, the women uh, from this particular article, Sister Beth, is entitled Gilead Resembles an Islamic Theocracy, Not Trump's America. But the women. Okay, 
who treated worse than animals in Islam. I'm talking about in the Islamic countries, not in the religion. They have no rights or anything else. They are the property of their husbands. So it's always and it still is quite strange to me that the women's movement would be adopting so much out of Islam. I don't quite understand that. Uh, And of course, if you are a lesbian and a homosexual, they'll slice your ass up in pieces in Islam. That is not allowed. So again, the hypocrisy. All right. There's a tribal leader from Somalia who just came out last week. I don't know his name, but I saw the piece on it where he said that uh, if Ilhan Omar was in Somalia, she probably would be headless at this point. They would have cut our damn head off. So to me, it's like, and I'm no lover of America. Everybody listening to this program know that. But I cannot deal with hypocrisy. Do as I do and not as I say do. Uh, or is it do as I say do and not as I do? Right. You know, just this straight hypocrisy. Uh, so let's let's kind of go through this this particular article since we now have a metaphysical definition. Uh, of what Gilead means, and this won't be this won't be long, even though the article is quite long. It's basically filled with a lot of filler. But they say here in the article, this is from Quillette Q U I L L E T T E dot com. Again, the title of the article is Gilead resembles an Islamic theocracy, not Trump's America. They say, do the increasing restrictions on abortion in America parallel the extreme misogyny in Gilead, the theocratic state in Atwood saga? Is the unjust separation of mothers and children, a la Trump on the southern border, what Atwood foretold? See, they were trying to say that Trump was separating mothers from their children on the border, and that was tantamount to mothers having babies for the theocratic gangsters in Gilead and then having their babies taken from them and given to the women that couldn't reproduce to these gangsters' wives. And again, the hypocrisy of the whole thing, because as we all know, uh, it was subsequently pointed out that Obama created that entire system down there on the border. And so, you know, they were all running down to the border, you know, and design the clothes and all this kind of crap, right? Talking about people shouldn't be uh, taking babies from their mamas. And I said, you know what? Why don't you take them mamas and their babies and send their ass back to the countries that they came from? 
both at the same time. And if their daddy's here, send their ass back too. Robert, you sound like one of them right wing. No. Here's what it is. Africans fought for their liberation. Okay? Go back and look at the history of Africa in the 1950s. And even if it means they had to side with the uh, Russians and the Chinese, okay, and become a quasi-communist, they fought for their country. Now, when the Mexican people going to fight for their country? I ain't seen that one. But they want to run here and then bitch and moan and holler and scream. And these Negro politicians are trying to sell them to us for some votes with some black and brown nonsense that don't exist. Okay? That's the problem that I got. It ain't got nothing to do with them crossing that border. has everything to do with you going to come and make demands on somebody else's stuff when you can't control nor will you fight for your own stuff. Because I personally resent it, just like I resent these lesbians and homosexuals talking about uh, uh that stuff is the new civil rights movement. A bull to the doo-doo. Excuse me. I ain't seen no lesbians and homosexuals being hung up in trees and have dogs and shit sicked on them as a group. Have you seen that, Bev? No. I must have missed that. I think I missed it with you. Okay, because, yeah, I, I missed that part. Some, You know, somebody uh, hook us up and let us know when that took place. Because I don't remember that. I don't recall any of that. So, yeah, when I look at what happened with black people, my people, you damn right, I resent it. And I don't care what they think. Because that's my reality. But, of course... All that's being governed by Old Testament. So they can take whatever they want since they financed the civil rights movement. And that's what they did. All right, family? Just so we clear, in the event that some uh, uh, Latin-oriented people are listening to this program, if Africans didn't fight for their country, I'd say the same thing. I would be saying the same thing. You see, family, power, power, pure power does not respect a lesser power. It incorporates it or it runs over it. You must meet power with power. That's the whole notion behind the immovable object meeting the irresistible force. Okay? So, uh, in the jargon of the 1990s, they punking themselves is what I'm saying. That's what the Latin people are doing. Then they come here and they want to flex. They go out there on that West Coast and they want to go get tatted all over the uh, all over their whole bodies. Now they want to be, you know, big strong gangster types. Well, if you're so gangsters, fight for your country. Fight them damn cartels down there. How about that? 
Because, see, you'll hear me saying the same thing about black folks in America. And I've been extremely critical of black men who don't want to stand up and fight against those who would seek to kill black folks, particularly now black girls in the black community. You want to sit back and go and pull some damn lever and think some Democrat and some Republican going to save your ass when they perpetuating the violence. Yeah, I said it because it's true. And men don't allow that. That's honest, family. Because at some point, uh, when we had the opportunity, maybe too late now, that's what should have happened. That's what should have happened. Because that's what the gangsters did in the Jewish community, the Italian community, the Irish community, all of them. Every single one of those communities, that's what they did. If you violated their community, and that's within the context of this country, right, and its laws. But the reality is if you don't control your community, somebody else is going to control it. And that's why uh, all hell has been breaking loose in the black community all over this country for who knows how long. Now, let me get back to the story. Because I know I'm rambling here, Bear. <laughs> I'm sorry, family. But sometimes you have to explain things to people so they know exactly where you're coming from. Because sometimes we look for little things to pull out of context to attack each other over. So I'm giving you the full context of why I feel the way I do. And you can judge for yourself. You know, you don't have to agree with me. I'm just telling you what I see, what I've observed. In my years on this planet And how I see other people Have gained controls of their community And that's how they did it Now They go on to say in this article Again dealing with Gilead And Margaret Atwood And The Handmaid's Tale They say uh, Every interview with Atwood Insists That uh, the separation of mothers and children on the borders uh, is kind of like the theocracy practice in Gilead. And she insists uh, in every interview that that's the case, trying to tie Trump and his administration to what went on in Gilead. They say Michelle Goldberg in the New York Times attributes the popularity of The Handmaid's Tale to Trump's ascendancy. Quote, it's hardly surprising that a brazen misogynist given to fascist rhetoric and backed by religious fundamentalists was taking power. And of course, as you know, that's why I mentioned yesterday, I don't give a damn if the New York Times has $30 million for me on reserve, and all I got to do is pick up the New York Times to get it. That means I'll be $30 million short. Because I'm not about to compromise my consciousness for no money. It's not going to happen. 
All right? Now, I know some will. Now, that's on you. All right? But that's why I can't stand the New York Times. And it didn't start with Trump, by the way. Uh, As I've mentioned uh, on any number of times, we refer to it as the New York slime over the years. And the same with the Washington Post. Because we saw through those papers a long time ago. They're just now getting exposed to the general populace today about how racist that they really are, that they basically have an agenda to protect the elite and the criminal behavior that's been going on with this government in this country uh, for as long as I can remember and got the nerve to be uh, called the, the national newspaper of record. When guess what, family? In the last three years, they've printed 17 major stories that were absolute lies that they had to come out and admit. Well, I ain't talking about little small stories, big stories about Trump. They've had people on the editorial board that are devout racist uh, lesbians that hate men sitting on their board, the editorial board. That's the New York Times. That's the real New York Times. I'm sorry, the New York slime. That's what it is. So now, they go on there to say, at the anti-Trump pro-women's rights marches around the country, some feminist protesters dress like handmaids, their facial identities obscured by large, white, Victorian-era bonnets carrying signs, carrying signs that read, make Margaret Atwood fiction again. And the Handmaid's Tale is not an instruction manual. They go on to say they have a point. Abortion rights are being steadily challenged and nearly eviscerated in the formerly slave-owning American state. Now, they're going to equate our situation, right, with abortion. They're going to equate slavery with abortion. Let me read that again so you get the you get the point. This is how insane these people are. Abortion rights are being steadily challenged and nearly eviscerated in the formerly slave owning American states. Okay. Uh, pregnant drug addicted women are being jailed for child abuse. All right. Now, let me let me say something about that. See, this is what they use. Now, if I said uh, if I was writing this column in opposition to it and I said uh, pro-abortion position is now that within one year after the birth of a child, the child can be systematically murdered. in this post-abortion stage because it's not a child. You see, it's the definitions. It's the definitions that Old Testament folk who are really behind this this abortion policy, okay? Uh, if, if, If I can show you 
that they want to kill children up to a year old because they haven't been defined as really a child yet. Like you carrying in the womb for nine months. So the governor of Virginia, the one that wore the Klan robe or dressed in blackface, right? He makes an announcement right after uh, Cuomo in, in, in New York that he wants women to have the right to have after-birth abortions or abortions all the way up to the ninth month when the baby is fully formed. And it, it doesn't matter what the circumstances are. If the woman don't like the man, kill it. Well, she should have made that decision way before the ninth month. And that's where the abortionists are losing. But you see, Bev, they thought that they had their champion waiting in the wings, Hillary, or is it Hillary? You see, love killing babies. Because she's a Satanist. And many of them are. Okay? So, Governor Northam gets vilified because he goes and does an interview where he states point blank that, yeah, we'll bring the baby out of the mother. And then we'll wait to see if the mother wants us to kill the baby. And then we... We keep it nice and comfortable until we get the decision from her to kill it after the baby has been born. That's why these people are losing. Because now it ain't like a woman raped, right, and ends up pregnant. Yeah, she should be able to get an abortion. And there are other circumstances where a woman's health is at risk. I know some women personally who can't carry children because it would impact negatively on their health. Yes, those things should take place. But to use birth control or abortion, remember yesterday when I was we were running out of time, which is probably why I'm talking about this now. Mm-hmm. And I kept uh, pointing out that uh, having no self-control uh, is no substitute. You can't substitute birth control for having no self-control. And being liberated as a woman don't mean you can get pregnant two, three times a year and go get abortion. Now, I personally know more than one woman who had two abortions in one year. I ain't saying that's the norm. But the reason that I'm saying that is because she got the abortions because she didn't want them to interfere with her career. If I'm lying, I'm flying. See, that's what I mean about uh, being responsible. All right? Because prophylactics are preventatives. And pills and a whole host of other things are preventatives. 
and let's be clear. Anytime you lay down with a woman and you are, and she's of child conceiving age, I don't care what kind of, because no contraceptive is 100% effective. You can still get pregnant. And that's why self-control has to be viewed within the same context as birth control, not separate from. Substituting one for the other, they should both be given equal consideration. That's with all due respect to both parties, both the male and the female. Because it ain't nothing to play with. But these people who are trying to gain control now want to make sex like candy. That's why you got transvestites dancing with they putting their asses in children's faces in in uh pretty much daycare centers. Again, if I'm lying, I'm flying. And people sit back and, and accept this stuff like it's normal. It's just, again, Bear, there are consequences for everything that we do. That's true. There are consequences for everything that we say. I know because I've encouraged some of those consequences based on things that I say, whether they're right or wrong. It doesn't matter. The point is there are consequences. Right and wrong is the didums. And that's all they are. But I can assure you there are consequences for everything. Because I'm mathematically inclined, so I believe that for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. You know, in the movie world, they refer to that as the butterfly effect. You know, dropping a piece of paper on the ground uh, in one spot, the paper can blow somewhere else and blind somebody temporarily by uh, distracting them. They walk out in the street and get hit by a car just from that little piece of paper, making them do something they normally wouldn't do. That's the butterfly effect. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Again, I'm rambling on here. Uh, but everybody, I hope, gets my point. All right? I'm actually a very liberal-minded person until it comes to, excuse my language, bullshit. Chewed up grass. So now, let me go on back to this article because I think I'm taking too much time here. They say, uh, Atwood Gilead foretells two devastating realities. A handmaid is about uh, many things, extreme misogyny, women's inhumanity to women, women's inhumanity to women, and post-Orwellian totalitarianism. But it's also about commercial surrogacy, already legalized in 20 states in America. Many feminists favor altruistic and commercial surrogacy. They, their daughters, and friends, including their gay male friends, may be infertile, unable to maintain a pregnancy, or are wombless and may need the services of a birth mother surrogate. So you see, you see that? Just just right there. Listen at that, family. 
many feminists favor altruistic and commercial surrogacy. You, you see the hypocrisy? If it benefits them and they gay friends, then it's all right. <laughs> Let's keep going. That's how come you don't hear them hollering and screaming, family, uh, since Weinstein has been found guilty. They should have, there should be parades, uh, coronavirus uh, notwithstanding. You would think that they would be having parades. I ain't heard a peep. And I specifically ain't heard a peep from the Obamas, who won Michelle Obama gave an absolutely stirring uh, uh, analysis about Jeffrey, uh, Jeffrey, about Harvey Weinstein and pointing out at some awards dinner that none of it could have taken place without Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, I saw that. He's a men among boys. We just love him. Oprah love him too. Of course, and Whoopi, they're all sitting behind her as she waxing poetically about all the good things that good old Harvey has done. At the same time, everybody and their mama knew that this guy was a serial rapist. Uh, I've been hearing stories about that dude and others for years. Ain't nothing new. It was common knowledge. Except when you you have been accepted in a member of the club. So you don't speak no evil when you become a member of the club. They go on in here, this article to say, the real handmaids in America, they are the birth mother surrogates who agree to carry a child for an intended parent or parents. Why choose surrogacy when other options are possible? Newborns and infants are available to all to adopt, including single, infertile, and gay couples. But they are mainly African or Hispanic American, black and brown. Family. That's what they say in the article. They're mainly African. That's the but. So Fred and Fred, the gay couple, Fred and Fred. They don't want no African or Hispanic baby. They want white baby. Okay. Uh, Ethel and Ethel don't want no Hispanic and black baby. They want white baby because they just as racist. And I told a gay dude I used to work with, I told him years ago, go up on the north side and go in some of them white bars and see what happened to you and what happened with you. He said, yeah, I I know. They just as racist uh, as their non-gay counterparts. Matter of fact, a lot of them was in the closet and was straight up racist for, for years, many, many years, and still are. They just out the closet now. They say, many feminists believe that a woman's right to abortion 
is dependent on her right to sell or altruistically give away a baby she has born. So you see where they're going with this? It's your baby, because this is what they tell you. This is what them, them idiots out there protesting in the street. I've seen and heard them for years now. It's my body. I do what they what I want to do with it. I want to see them refuse to take these vaccines since it's your body. Let's see how that goes. See, that's all well and good as long as the propaganda fits the required uh, dependency. But when the propaganda ain't accepted by the same people that you think riding with you today, your ass will be locked up tomorrow. Okay? They say, viewing a woman as merely a vessel for property that contractually belongs to intentional parents is in direct conflict with the grounds for a woman's right to an abortion. The embryo slash fetus slash developing child is part of the woman. It belongs to her because it's in her body. That gives her the right to terminate a pregnancy. If others claim this is right, what may stop the sperm donor? You see how they refer to the men? What if the man really cares about the woman and wants the child with the woman? Oh, that's not to be considered here. Because it's just her body. But have you ever seen a woman outside of the biblical uh, propaganda about Mary having the immaculate conception, getting pregnant without sperm? Have you ever known a woman to get pregnant without sperm? <laughs> I haven't heard of it. No, have I, Bea. Therefore, it's a joint project, meaning, how about this? Let's say the woman don't want the baby, but the man does. Let's compromise. Let's let her have the baby and then give it to the man, where she's no longer obligated, and the man can therefore take care of the baby. Because guess what? If the man don't want the baby, but the woman does, what is the man obligated to do, Bev, according to the current society that we live in today? Uh, you say if the man don't want it or the woman don't want him in their life. Yeah, what if the woman don't want the man in their life, but she wants the baby? What you then is the man, what is the man? You got to play child support. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm saying if the woman don't want to have the baby, don't want the baby, and the man does, why not give the baby to the man and forget the woman ain't got to pay no child support? Yeah. To me, that's fair. But you see, the criminal justice system, the courts, are following an agenda that's laid out by Old Testament. You see? So, uh, they will make now that's that's loosening up a little bit, but it took decades, decades to get the little opening where I know a men whose exes have gotten on drugs and all this kind of stuff, right? So they end up coming back and getting their babies. 
I know several brothers that are raising their children. So those kind of things are real. And what these lesbians are trying to do is to force their thinking on all women. That's why Trump got 40-plus percent of the female vote in 2016. They try to act like it didn't, it didn't happen. He got over 40% of the women's vote. It's going to be even larger next time. Because these people are insane. They are truly insane. So now, they say, the embryo slash fetus slash developing child, look at all that that they put in there. They can't just say the baby. Because they're doing everything they can to make it uh, um, uh, a non-person So they say embryo Fetus Developing child They can't say baby Because they insane Okay So now They say uh, It belongs to her because it's her body This fact gives her the right To terminate a pregnancy Others claim this right Uh what may what may stop the sperm donor, the state, the church, or the wives and commanders of Gilead from claiming custody and adoption rights? See, Gilead ain't got nothing to do with what I just got through outlining. Nothing. But they automatically just put that in there. They put the church in there, and then they put the state in there. The state for decades has been 100% on the, on the side of the woman since Roe versus Wade. They go on here to say, historically and legally, the definition of mother was always the birth mother. This biological reality is being overturned via a legal contract. It goes beyond that family. That's why I'm sure many of you are aware and have heard that they want to outlaw the term mother and father because they have to remove gender as a functioning part of our reality. So mother and father and Mother's Day and Father's Day and all those things are being fought by these radical lesbians. It ain't so much the, the homosexuals. It's the lesbians. They say, just as in Gilead, the modern practice of surrogacy breeds a false equality between sperm, egg, and legal adoptive motherhood versus months of painful IVF treatments and nine months of pregnancy and childbirth. That's a very subjective statement. I happen to know women who have had problems giving birth, but I also happen to have known women who loved the fact that they were pregnant and considered it a gift when they were able to give birth and treat their children as such, like their gifts. So this, this, this insanity, uh, the modern practice of surrogacy breeds a false equality between sperm egg and legal adoptive motherhood 
versus months of painful IVF in vitro fertilization treatments, right? That's in case you didn't know. IVF treatments, uh, nine months of pregnancy and childbirth. Well, if you're going to be a surrogate, that comes with the surrogacy. If you choose, and I'm not necessarily against it, okay? If a person wants to be a contractual mother, I'm not necessarily against that. Because I personally don't see uh, anything wrong with that. If a woman can go out and sell herself on the corner, and they're trying to legalize that now through the women's movement, right? Then if she wants to serve as a surrogate, I don't have a problem with it. All right? So they say, uh, again, you can see the insanity that... uh, some of these women are twisting themselves into pretzels trying to make Gilead in the whole women's movement synonymous uh, with Trump being the uh, pseudo-theocrat, our religious gangster. And ain't nobody uh, that's ever been the president that has been as far removed from the Bible as a Donald Trump. <laughs> Because Trump been a player all his life. <laughs> and nowhere in my reading uh, and research on him did I see church playing any kind of role in anything that he's doing uh, up until he ran for president. <laughs> That's the real deal. So they go on in this article to say, in my view, commercial surrogacy is matricidal and a form of child abuse. <laughs> uh, they go on to say Gilead's system of pseudo-theocratic totalitarian control does not accurately reflect what is happening in America today. And I agree. It mirrors what's happening in most Islamic countries. And I agree. They say the Handmaid's Tale mentions Islam twice. And Atwood's bad guys in the movie or in the series are Caucasian Bible thumping right wing conservative American Christians because that's the enemy of the women's movement. Until they get power, then it's all men and all religions except for theirs. Now that's a long article, family. It's at least 10 pages for me. Okay, but I just thought that that was interesting to draw and put some context around Gilead and how it has so many different representations, including that one. Right. But, of course, we know that uh, it's now associated with a vaccine or vaccine producing company. And we know that metaphysically. It primarily deals with consciousness. I find it interesting that the other two that I mentioned prior to consciousness both deal with an attack on your consciousness. Both the vaccine and the so-called LGBT. 
That's an attack on your consciousness. Now, uh, there are other folk who wrote stuff, and I'm not going to deal with it. Okay, well, maybe I better. Not all of them, but I'll deal with a couple of them. Of these articles dealing with Gilead, because again, this is leading us up to Trump, uh, but always within the context of coronavirus and Trump being the Antichrist. Okay, so let's go here. Uh, this is from a left wing magazine as well, CommonDreams.org. The title of the article is "Our Mad Dog President and His Bible Thumping Kennel Pals." His Bible thumping kennel kennel pals. So as you can see, uh, Common Dreams is not necessarily a fan of religion, and nor am I. But unlike them, I think the people have a right to practice whatever religion that they want, Islam, Christianity, or whatever. They don't. That's the difference. Here's what they say in this article. Like Trump, a would-be dictator madly claiming the overwhelming support of the populace, the real-life Al Capone insisted that his criminal acts satisfied, quote, a public demand, unquote. They say, quote, this is what Capone said. I'm just a businessman giving the people what they want, unquote. And Capone's base thought he was just swell. Of course, they're alluding to to Trump uh, being a, a gangster like Al Capone, uh, when in fact uh, the opposition, the Democratic Party, is really the mafia. And of course, we've outlined that uh, dealing with Epstein and the Clintons and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They say Scarface even rigged elections. In 1924 in Cicero, Illinois, Al Capone was fearful that a Republican mayor who fit snugly in his pocket might be defeated. So those who opposed the incumbent were kidnapped, beaten, and murdered. Ballot boxes were stuffed and voters threatened. Problem solved. Trump views elections with equal distemper and has no scruples about cheating to win even eliminating elections altogether. Now, let me ask you, Bear, because I'm again, I must have missed something. <laughs> what election did Trump eliminate? I, I didn't hear it. I don't know. Okay. Uh, what election did Trump cheat in? I ain't heard that either. Okay. Did Trump? I'm um, did Trump. Did Hillary and the Democratic Party cheat Bernie Sanders uh, in the 2016 election and were part of the reason that the uh, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, the head of the Democratic Convention, uh, had to step down and resign along with her deputies and they put the the Negro woman in there in her place? Was that because the Democrats were cheating? Uh, I believe so. Okay, now let's go to 2020 with the first caucus in Iowa. With the app. Okay. Uh, that we, uh, with the research, found out that Hillary Clinton's people and Barack Obama's people were pretty much behind it, along with Old Testament billionaires. Mm-hmm. 
uh, where they were uh, doing everything in their power to prevent Bernie from winning uh, that first uh, primary in Iowa, uh, where where Booty Jig, the little homosexual, the little faggot, come out and proclaim himself the winner even before the votes was counted up. Right. And then it took them damn near a week to finally put out all the results. Uh, do you think there was some cheating going on by the Democratic Party? I believe so. So now, somehow he missed all that in this article. And that goes to show you how dishonest, okay, how lying the left-wing media really is. And I'm reading this article and this this left-wing stuff, just like the last article, just to illustrate what I'm talking about, how you can just be totally propagandized if you don't have context to know what the hell is going on, okay? So now, they say, now check this now. They say, he welcomed, talking about Trump, He welcomed documented Russian interference in the 2016 election, yet continues to deny it ever happened. And now he's trying to obstruct efforts for fair elections in 2020. The nationwide GOP effort to suppress voter turnout continues. What they really mean is he's making sure that the Democrats don't do to him what they just did to Bernie. Mm-hmm. And when they talk about voter suppression, they're talking about not having Juan Valdez and just uh, feet feet still wet from crossing uh, the uh, the uh, border. Yeah, from crossing the border, feet still wet, socks and shoes still wet. But they're gonna give them driver's license and a voter's registration card, and the Republicans say, "Wait a minute, that's illegal." They call that voter suppression. They say, not only is Trump trying to shake down other countries and using Rudy Giuliani and other lowlifes to assist in the thuggery, he continues to market his office to line his pockets and those of his family and friends. Uh, let me ask you this, Bear, because we, we got to read this stuff and put some honesty in there. Were the, was the Trump family gone over with a fine tooth comb by uh, 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 Robert Mueller during the Trump investigation? Yes, they were. Um, did they find any uh, uh, irregularities in the Trump uh, children? I hate to call them children because they're adults. In the Trump adults, the boys and girls and their businesses and the uh, the the uh, fact that the Democrats were saying that they was making money off of Trump being the president, uh, did the uh, Robert Mueller and his folks find anything having to do with that, or did he clear them completely? He didn't find anything. That, that's what I thought. See, I don't, don't want to go. You can't say that for for a Biden son. Of course not. That's and the point. Nasty son. That is correct. And don't forget, uh, the boy out of uh, Mitt Romney, the guy that ran his campaigns, a uh, Kofa Black, sat on the same board with uh, um, Tyrone Biggums. Mm-hmm. 
You see? They're the thugs. They're the criminals. So everything that they accuse this guy of is because they know the longer he stay in office, the more they are in peril. Yeah. They know it. So they got to discredit him and muddy him up. And you see, here's the thing. It ain't just him. It's anybody that appears to be honest. I didn't say was honest. I said appears to be honest. Ain't no room for honest people in the Democratic Party and electoral politics today. You think I'm lying? Try it. Okay? They go in there to say, well, I'm, I'm going to leave it there. Y'all, 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 well, I can't leave it there. God dog it. I hate to deal with this stuff because it's just so, it's just one lie right after another. Right. Can I? And it's yeah. just, and, and with, but a lot of people, you know, that's, they don't know the research. And so they believe that stuff and they just, they, they hear it and believe it. And, and, you know, that's all they get. They just get that every day. Oh. And I agree. I agree, Bear. But you know what? What kind of person who claims to be a journalist would write this kind of garbage? They're not a journalist. I mean, they are doing their job. That's. I mean, they're part of that group that you're talking about. Absolutely. So that's but this their is, part. I know people that read stuff from this website religiously, Common Dreams. They send me articles from this website okay as if somehow it's creditable because it's so called left wing see that's why I keep saying it ain't about Democrat Republican it ain't about Coke Pepsi it's the same stuff the same ingredients one just got a little more one thing than the other one got you see Trump ain't Coke or Pepsi, at least from the outset. All right? Trump is freshly squeezed orange juice. Uh, that's a good one. Orange man bad. Yes. Because he ain't Coke, Pepsi. Both the same product. Different can. Same doo-doo. You see? So now here come freshly squeezed orange juice. And they can't deal with it because people might take some real stuff and and get to liking it and see that Coke Pepsi ain't nothing but a bunch of artificial flavors and sweeteners and shit that's going to murder your kidneys and everything associated with it. Produced to make you think you like what you're drinking because they put what? It's just... All kind of high fructose corn syrup, which is another word for fake shit in a can. It's a chemical. You can't go to no tree and pull off no high fructose corn syrup. It don't grow nowhere outside of the lab. Now, they say, his appeals to racial prejudice, lies, 
and seedy conspiracy theorists are backed by cynical opportunists who know they're all false, yet don't care as long as their own goals are achieved. Now, you tell me that ain't the Democratic Party that we've just been talking about. <laughs> they say, many of the aforementioned cynical opportunists have a theocratic agenda, which, if they could make it happen, would see Margaret Atwood-style Handmaid's Tale, a Gilead, Descend like a shroud over the nation. Those aren't your or your guard your those aren't your garden variety come to Jesus evangelists. Rather, they're these are self sanctified pomposities, pit bulls of dogma, who would impose on the rest of us an illiberal hierarchy of Christian values and regulations that they alone would determine. It's exactly the opposite. It was the LGBT folks that were trying to basically overturn the culture to the point that you get taken to court if you call a man a man or a woman a woman. Who for the last 50 years have uh, uh, come down with uh, no prayer in public school again I'm not necessarily for or against I'm just saying what is No prayer in the public school But now you can go there and hold your hands Palms up and pray uh, In an Islamic way if you choose to But don't you dare uh, Put them palms together in prayer Like the Christians do If I'm lying I'm flying Okay Because they hate religion, period, unless it's Wicca. I think it stands for Witches and Crown Clowns Incorporated. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't help it, family. <laughs> they say uh, speeches from the second and third most powerful men in the administration illustrate that the old-time religion is more along the lines of the Inquisition than the Enlightenment. <laughs> they go on to say, Attorney, Attorney General Barr spoke to an audience at the Notre Dame Law School about, quote, the campaign to destroy the traditional moral order. I recommended that, Sister Bev. I uh, know you and the family recall. I hope everybody went and listened to that. Because he was right on the money. It don't necessarily mean I agree, but what he said was right on the money. There is a move to remove religion, period. And for those of us who claim to be from the conscious community, you next. Because yours don't line up with theirs either. Okay? And what was really interesting to me, family, is that the traditional black church still supporting these people. It's insane. <laughs> let, let me go on. They say, he decried talking about Bill Barr. Oh, they say, in that social order, in terms of Barr talking about the uh, campaign to destroy the traditional moral order, in that social order, Barr insisted, quote, Moral values rest on authority independent of men's will. 
they must flow from a transcendent supreme being. And that's absolutely correct. I mean, that's my my last part. That was me. He's absolutely correct. And people have a right to believe in a supreme being, whether I agree with it or not, because if they can't believe in theirs, then I can't practice mine. That's the point. And that's why you've got freedom of religion in the Constitution. Because before them white folk came here, they was burning their ass if they dared think of anything outside Roman Catholicism. All right? And it's interesting because the women, if they tried to do it, they would burn them. They would go go down to the uh, neighborhood deli and get some charcoal and burn the shit out of them women have a barbecue. Call them witches. And that's all it took. Didn't take nothing else. Just to say you're a witch. And they set your ass on fire, literally. Okay? So, I'm good. I want to fight Christians uh, in, in from a theological battlefield. You come meet me uh, in the world of facts. Because I think I can destroy you with facts. And if you can destroy me with your facts, let's go at it. That's the way those things are fought in a sane society. But what these people want to do is to lock people up. These lesbians. Um, This is my favorite saying for the night. If I'm lying, I'm flying. Okay. They say, uh, he decried what he saw as the assault on religion we are experiencing today. This is not decay. It's organized destruction that secularists and their allies among the progressives have marshaled all the forces of mass communications, popular culture, the entertainment industry, and academia in an unremitting assault on religion and traditional values. And that is absolutely true. They say, the same day that Secretary of State Mike Pompeo went before the American Association of Christian Counselors, he said, quote, I know some people in the media will break out the pitchforks when they hear that I ask God for direction in my work, unquote. He asked those in attendance, quote, pray for my work in defending religious freedom, unquote. And, quote, you will all be in my prayers as you do God's work. And I covet yours as I lead American diplomacy, unquote. And you see, I would be laughing in his face. Pompeo, when he said this shit, this is the guy that used to head the CIA that was real good with rendition and all of it. Uh, Mass killing, no problem. On demand. But they sit up there as some kind of moral authorities over everybody else. You see what I'm saying, family? But I'd rather expose him in the arena of of honesty uh, and research, just like you exposed the Christian in the lies that they've been perpetuating all these years for supporting slavery, slaughtering people, burning people, taking people's countries in the name of their God. You see, don't give me that lesbian uh, 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 example of the exact same thing because the lesbians are coming with the same stuff. 
just with them doing it. No, I ain't for neither one of them. All right. So they say Trump hit the religion hot buttons when he spoke at the Value Voters Summit in D.C. A bar, as my friend writes Joan Walsh uh, in the nation, quote, is actually neck deep in a web of extremist conservative Catholic institutions. These include the Catholic Information Center run by the far-right Opus Dei, the Beckett Fund for Religious Liberty, and Bill Donahue's Catholic League for Religious and Civil Rights. All of these organizations I'm very familiar with, okay, uh, they basically are advocates for Christian dogma, okay? But they still have to operate within the framework of the Constitution. So I'm on solid ground to disavow them with my research, and I have. Ain't nobody exposed Opus Die 25 years ago the way yours truly did. And then they came out with the movie uh, that preceded Angels and Demons and that whole trilogy of movies that exposed Opus Die. Okay? But we went, I mean, deep into Opus Die. Deep. I still remember the founder. The founder of Opus Die is Monsignor Escribe. He had a pension for little boys. They beat themselves with spike whips and chains in their obedience and service to that order. That order comes out of the old chivalry movement in the 10th century. They would they have this thing called a chalice. That's a spike, that spike that they wear that the Pope, uh, John Paul II wore. He wore one. Whenever they get sexual urges, they would wear the chalice on their thigh and stick themselves until they bled. That's better than having, I ain't going to say it. Okay. They rather have pain than pleasure. Exactly. And that's why, and there are Muslim orders who do who engage in that as well. And you will see them sometimes in old movies beating themselves on the back with these whips and leather leather straps and stuff to show how much how far they'll go in terms of their obedience to their religious belief system. Okay? Uh but just like the Antichrist, a lot of it comes out of this medieval period. That's why they call it evil. It's mid evil. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Let me see what. Oh, okay. They say uh, this embrace of a philosophy known as integralism, <coughs> which stresses a comprehensively integrated social and political order complete with religious and cultural conformity. That what that really means is a powerful state apparatus keeping everyone in line and deciding which religious views should be fostered and which are heretical. See, that's not what these people are trying to do. 
The religious right is not trying to do that. What the religious right is saying is the government shouldn't have to subsidize you for that. So those on the left, of which I was a part of for a long time, said, okay, well, the government shouldn't have to uh, subsidize religious schools either, like the Catholic schools or the Jewish schools or the Arab madrasas. But if the Arab madrasas are privately owned, hey, that's your business. If Catholic schools are privately owned, it's your business. If the Jewish schools are privately owned, that's your business. You see? Why? Because the Constitution allows for that. But what these people have determined is that the Constitution got to go. And anything associated with religious freedom got to go, except for ours. So in many respects, that lesbian LGBT movement is a revisiting from a, 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 a Satanist perspective of the whole medieval religious movement. only with the degenerates running it this time. It's exactly the same. They say, they close with this. The ends, their desire for Christian-dominated dictatorial theocracy justifies the means. This is scary stuff. Be very afraid. Resist. Everything I just read in this article is the exact opposite. And that's why I was uh, editorializing along the way. So you can really understand what's going on here. Everything they accuse Trump and the Republicans of is what they're doing. And they got the nerve to say this is scary stuff. When we we got a taste of it in twenty from 2014 to 2016, that's why Trump is in office now. We got a taste of it. Remember, when Obama uh, was just about to come out the closet, when he made that lesbian and homosexual stuff legitimate, what did he do with the White House, Bev? Do you recall? No, I don't know what he did. What did he do? He ran. He he flew the rainbow flag. Remember? Okay. He decked out the White House in the rainbow colors. And that was to stick his finger in the eye of the Christian community. Because, as I told you, Obama here in Chicago played the political game. He was clear that in order to seek high office in the city of Chicago, he would have to hook up with one of these crooked ass churches. Oh, yeah. He went there with with Wright, whatever his name was. That is correct. Mm -hmm. So that's why he picked one of the big churches here and got connected with it. I mean, besides the fact that there's a there were a number of homosexuals in there that he had to choose from. And, And by the way, he did choose a couple of them. Yeah. Unfortunately for them, 
they died just before he got became a senator and the president. Mm-hmm. And he went right to the choir director. Absolutely. That's normally where the biggest homosexual is. I know it. Almost like it's written in the doctrine. Yeah. All right. And as quiet as it's kept there for many, many years, uh, uh, big time singers, family, for a long time, a lot of the black singers, particularly in the 50s and the 40s and the 60s, early 60s, came from the church. Yeah. Okay. Marvin Gaye, Sam Cooke, and just too many for me to name. Aretha Franklin. And you know what was interesting? Mm-hmm. Their parents were preachers or highly connected in the church. Yeah. And man, let me tell you something. When church was over, well, I ain't going to say that. I, I'm just not going to say it because I know what I saw when I was a young boy coming up. And all of the booty grabbing and stuff that was going on, you know, girl chasing Mm -hmm. as soon as the services is over. And don't forget the sisters sitting up in the front aisle, the front row there with their short dresses on. Absolutely. And their titties showing. Absolutely. (laughs) So the deacons, you know, they had front row seats. Yeah. So they sitting up there with bibs around their neck, mm-hmm. knife in one hand, fork in the other, and bibs around their neck. And everybody knew it, and it was acceptable because it was sanctioned in God's house. Mm-hmm. Everybody knew it. It's just, but you ain't supposed to say these things, Bear, because mm-hmm. Robert S., you ain't perfect. I ain't claiming to be, because I ain't no Christian. That's the point. It's the Christians who claim perfection, and I ain't talking about everybody. But y'all know what I'm saying. Now, I got a question. Uh Uh-oh. Go ahead, Bear. Uh, (laughs) uh, I thought trunk today and he had the green towel today was that representing the money I don't know y'all talked about the red tie and the blue tie yeah I've never seen him with a green tie on I've seen the yellow I've seen yellow too I've never seen with the green but he had the money green towel on wow and he was sitting there with all them casino people and hotel people and well, maybe that's what he was signaling, man. Mm-hmm. That he's now uh, he's a member of the, of, of the uh, Church of Bishop Don Juan. Mm-hmm. You know the pimp here from Chicago, where all green all the time. Got a oh got, yes, yes, okay, okay. You know uh, Snoop Dogg, <laughs> Snoop Dogg, and some of those rappers back in the nineties. They mentor Bishop right. Bishop Magic Juan. Yeah. Okay. Uh, got smart and took them holes off the street and put them in the church. Yeah, a lot of them did that. And was able to get that money legal. Yeah. 
They did that here too. <laughs> yeah, they did that here too. Man, I, I tell a, you. I got Go ahead, another man. question. Now uh-huh. what what do you think about Barr and and about that FICO situation? About them approving it. FISA? I mean FISA, yeah. Okay. I haven't really that's been in my periphery because I've been on this. Okay. So I haven't had the chance to really look at it to give, you know, okay. a real good idea. So I don't know what was done with it. I think he supports uh, a, a milk toast version of it. That's that's all I really know. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of the Republicans saying, no, hell no, no way. They want reform. But they approved it. Did they? Yeah, Saturday was the deadline. Okay, see, I was giving the lecture Saturday, so I missed the whole thing. So I'll take a a look at it. You take a note, remind me. uh, I'll make sure I I give, uh, you know, my analysis of it next week. Mm -hmm. But I didn't look at, you know, I was in lockdown mode, so I missed everything, the black hole, everything. Okay. So, because uh, you know, man, one thing about doing the radio program, I don't have a lot of time, you know, to do too much of anything else, particularly if I'm doing another form. I have to leave the radio program and go immediately into that other study mode because I don't have a whole lot of time. Right. You know, four days or so, and that's it. Mm-hmm. So, I may be doing the research um, all the way up until then, but I don't have to read it because I'm doing the radio program, which requires you know, most of my attention. But then uh, almost immediately, like say tonight, if I was given a lecture Saturday, I'd start photocopying everything that I'm going to read, which means I have to take those four days and do nothing but read. Because mm-hmm. it ain't like I get a couple of week break in between here and there. Right. All right, so uh, next week I got to go into something else for the radio program. Ain't ain't no once a month type thing. So I'm just uh, outlining to the family uh, here in Chicago and over the radio. I don't get much break in between presentations at all. So uh, sometimes I have to go in that lockdown mode because I ain't got time for distractions. Mm-hmm. So I don't answer phones or do anything else. And I, t- I tell people, I let people know if, if I'm giving a form, don't call me uh, after uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. If I answer your phone call, you lucky. I'm in a good mood. I'm way ahead. Because I not only have to read the stuff, but when I read the stuff, it may refer to other stuff. I don't know exactly what's in the stuff that I'm uh, bookmark it and, and then copy it until I read it. But then sometimes it takes me to other things. So now I got to go and from that one article, I got to pull up two or three other articles. So you can see I have to leave myself that little extra leeway because four, four days is not a long time to absorb subject a subject matter to the degree that I like to where I can give it to you off the top of my head if I have to. And I'll be honest, sometimes because I don't have a lot of time, 
I get hung up. If something happens here at the house or whatever, now that's messing with my time. Even if I have to go out, <laughs> that's messing with my time. Right. So this stuff don't pull itself into my head. <laughs> I have to read it. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, I get criticism from people, but you know what I tell them? You need to walk in my shoes. Let me see you do what I do. Okay. Well, that's probably, I mean, you are a dedicated person because that's probably why you don't have no wife. Well, I can tell you point blank. It did have, I know for a fact it has something to do with why I'm single today. Yeah. And people see me and they say, man, the average woman would say, oh, no, ain't no way. That brother, no, oh, no. No, that brother, that boy, I know he got a woman on every corner. <laughs> Nothing could be further from the truth. And and guess what? Been pretty much dedicated to those women that I've dealt with. Ain't no other woman. Yeah, no, the other woman is your research. Exactly. They can't, they can't compete against your research. That, Bev, you, that, Bev, stop telling all my business, Bev. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna have it? Why ain't nobody gonna want to mess around with me, man? And okay. granted, I'm I'm 66, but I'm still active. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a young 66. Ain't no old 66 here, family. This a young. Everything works. Uh, anyway, let me go back. Let me get back to the research. This ain't about me. All right. Now, again. Uh, Gilead has a variety of references up to and including the coronavirus. In this article from Zero Hedge entitled Wuhan Institute of Virology and Chinese Army Submit Patent for Gilead Anti-Ebola Drug to Fight Coronavirus. So now you're looking at the people that released coronavirus in China. They're pointing out to you that the uh, level bio four lab, Wuhan Institute of Virology and the Chinese army submitted a patent for Gilead's anti-Ebola drug to fight coronavirus. Why? Why would they do that? Maybe they know their similarities. Okay? In the corona uh virus and the Ebola drug, apparently there's some compatibility compatibility that will allow for them to use that Ebola drug, the Gilead anti Ebola drug to fight the coronavirus. Here's what they say in the article. Earlier this week, Wuhan Institute of Virology, jointly with the Military Medicine Institute of the People's Liberation Army Academy of Military Sciences, applied to patent the use of Gilead Sciences, Remdesivir, R-E-M-D-S-I-V-I-R, Remdesivir 
to treat the current coronavirus outbreak. The company has partnered with Chinese health authorities to run a phase three clinical trial to assess remdesivir for treatment of the virus. The drug was originally developed to treat the Ebola virus, but wasn't effective. According to preclinical preclinical assays, the drug might be effective against the coronavirus 2019 in cold. The drug was given to a U.S. patent for compassionate use on day seven of the disease, and their condition improved on day eight. The new clinical trial will enroll 270 patients with mild and moderate pneumonia caused by the virus. They go on to say, the Wuhan Institute filed the patent application on January 21st, prompting questions how the Institute was so well prepared and knew just what the appropriate treatment against the coronavirus may be, but would temporarily drop the patent claims if it had the opportunity to collaborate with foreign biopharma companies to battle the epidemic. They say Gilead's Gilead's, uh, vaccine is an experimental drug that isn't licensed or approved anywhere in the world. It's being rushed into clinical trials. Gilead's chief medical uh, officer told Bloomberg that the drug could enter clinical trials next week in patents with moderate, with patients with moderate and severe symptoms. They say Gilead is presently shipping enough doses to treat 500 patients and is increasing its supply in case the clinical trials are effective. Quite, quite interesting. Uh, Gilead, Gilead and Handmaid's Tale, uh, Gilead with coronavirus, uh, COVID-19, and Gilead with Donald Rumsfeld sitting on the board of that vaccine manufacturer. And, of course, Gilead in the Bible. All right. There. Mm-hmm. I need I need to step away for one second, okay? Okay. All right. Okay. Um the number here is three two three six four two one five eight six. That's three two three six four two one five eight six. Push the number one. Uh we will be opening the telephone lines in a few minutes. And so uh, if you have any questions or any comments, uh, and I also, I, I was looking at one of the uh, healers, and they were saying that you boil you some water, you put you uh, some orange peelings or lemon peelings in the water, let it boil. You can put you some onions or some garlic, uh, and you put your head over the steam and let the steam come up in your nose, and you just stuck in the uh, screen, and that will kill the virus, especially 
uh, before it gets to your lungs. It starts in your nasal, and then they were saying that it goes to the throat, and then it goes to the lung. So you can boil you some water, stick your head over it uh, with the orange peelings or the lemon peelings, and you can, uh, like I say, put the garlic in there or onions in there. Oh, sea, sea salt, some, the salt, that was the name too. So it's like you um, making up your own saline. And just uh, go over the vapor and just let it go up in there, and they say that will also kill the virus. So a lot of um, natural remedies, you know, people are coming up with. Me, myself, I'd rather take the natural uh, than dealing with these vaccines, these vi- these uh, things that they're coming up with in the lab. You don't know what they put together, and then they want to give it to you. So I'd rather take my chance with Mother Nature, with, with nothing better than the real thing. Always outbeat the fake thing. So... Um, that's my two cents that I have to add to. And I don't know, is Robert X made it back yet? And let me open up the line here. Let me see what Derek has to say. Uh, Derek, 773. Hey, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Yeah. No, it was just interesting because um, I'm back right before. Oh. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I'll okay. wait till y'all get Okay, right. all right. I'll bring you back in. Okay. Right. Go ahead, uh, Dr. X. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I was just drawing the parallels between Gilead and the scripture references, uh, the vaccine, and Handmaid's Tale. And the thing that really uh, stuck out for me is they all tend to lead to Trump or towards Trump. All right. And why is that? Because of the Republican Party connections through Donald Rumsfeld. Um, Handmaid's Tale, of course, as the articles pointed out, they're trying to say that that's, uh, uh, that's representing Donald Trump's administration. Okay. And now, of course, with the coronavirus, we got the Gilead vaccine. So all of them appear to be leading back to Trump. All right? And, of course, in 2016, we labeled Trump as the Antichrist based on what I was talking about yesterday, what I mentioned uh the arch of triumph that was basically being put in place all over the world. Those two pillars was called the arch of triumph. There's another name for them. For some reason, is I'm running the blank. There's somebody in the family. I'm sure people in the family can make give me a recall, quick recall. But they were called the arch of triumph. And they were to uh they were symbolic of doorways from another dimension that will allow for the coming forth of the new God construct, which to them was the Baphomet. But there was another name. And remember, uh 
purple was their color. All right? And purple was the color of the uh, so-called resistance, the people that were against Bush, because purple has long been viewed as the color of the demon. The Catholic Church uses uh, and other uh, religions uses uses purple extensively in some of their ceremonies. But see uh, how they flip it. Yes, because, you know, purple is the crown chakra color. That is correct. No question about it. But we in flip mode there, so it's our job to show you how they flipping it, and they make it stick by basically indoctrinating people with fear. All right. Prince, they sacrifice him, and then they do purple rain in Niagara Falls at the same time. So the Arch of Triumph, remember, we looked at that word triumph, and we said, wow, if you break down that word, you got two words. It says high trump. And it's almost like they were greeting something that was coming. This is before Trump was elected, and that's what we said. And that's how we came to our metaphysical conclusion that there was something else related to this guy, right, that was not part of our norm. So, uh, oh, what was the name of that thing? Because we went and did the research on those two pillars. We found out that they were one of the places they was doing it was in Madison Square Gardens. Not Madison Square Gardens. I'm sorry, family. Times Square. They were supposed to unveil it at Times Square. And then there was another square in Britain that had the same name as Prince's real name. Okay, with the statue of the white boy who had the same name as Prince. Right. That's when we knew we were on to something here. It didn't just come out of nowhere. And all these things were starting to add up. Okay? Uh, Come on, family, help me with the name of the Arch of Triumph. Because they were unveiling those things all over the world, not just in this country. And they said they were doing it, this was their cover. Because ISIS had destroyed. Now, ISIS is run by them. But it was going throughout the Middle East and destroying antiquities. But they wanted the antiquities destroyed because they wanted real Islam destroyed. That's what ISIS was for. To put their Islam in place, which was run, of course, by Old Testament. Another name for them would be mercenaries. And then we find out that they're doing fake videos that the U.S. government then paid uh, $500 billion, that's what it be, uh, to this firm, to Bell Pottinger. You can Google it, family, for those of you who are new to the family. So when you saw people on TV, on Fox, CNN, all the rest of them with their heads cut off and then they switched, that's because they were all fake videos being produced by Bell Pottinger, a British firm that was paid by the U.S. government. Yeah, Brother Eddie, uh, those two towers were in reference to ball worship. Ball. And remember, 
in January of 2016, David Bowie was sacrificed. And he does the album with the cut on it that's dealing with the 10th planet. Now, I'm not going to go into that whole thing, but then we subsequently find out, and you can Google this family, that David Bowie was in a play dealing with ball in the 70s. In the research, we found out that he was scared boo-boo-less. Okay? Because he was into the occult, big time. Was scared to take an elevator by himself. Prince dies on the elevator three months later. All right? Hired the witch of witches in New York to cast positive spells in his home. All this stuff was real. Okay? So that's how we came upon Trump, which we later on find out that he's a time traveler after he got elected. And it's just so many things that happen that you'd have to be living in a cave somewhere. Not to say, well, wait a minute, I better give this some thought because unless I believe that all this stuff is just coincidental, they do a movie in 1959 in this TV series called Trackdown where this mysterious character comes to this town. His name is Trump. This is 1959 in a Western starring Robert Culp. Track down. And he basically is taking people money to build a wall to protect them. I, I forget exactly against what. That's real. You can go online and pull that up. But the guy's name was Trump, and he came to build a wall. Right. In 1955. 59. On 59? Yes. But it could be 55. The point is... It's real. It happened. Okay? Yes. That was called the, another name for those two pillars were called the uh, the uh, Arch of Palmyra, the Palmyra Arch. That was another name for them. Okay? So, yeah. All of those things. But we went and did the research on that. And, man, it took us to Easter and what that rep- is all the same stuff. And all this was happening Right, it, it was this time in 2016, this, approximately around the same time we're in right now. Yeah. Only it was 2016. So there is no irony. This is synchronicity. Okay? So that's how we came to Trump being the Antichrist. All right? And I use their jargon, but we already said. He was the anti-spirit. That's how we view the Christ as a consciousness. Because remember now, family, when we started tonight and we defined Gilead, primary component metaphysically dealt with consciousness. And, and that's what they're trying to get, isn't they trying to make the AIs conscious? No question about it. Again, it all fits. Very nicely. We ain't got to shave off no edges. It all fits. So I think it would be appropriate, Sister Bear. I don't know how much time we got left. We got uh, 23 minutes left. Wow. Can I finish this? Yeah, and I want to tell the people that uh, call in because at the top of the hour, you won't be able to hear us on the Internet. You can hear us on the phone. 
and the call-in number is 323-642-1586. Okay. Okay. Let me, let me start it because I'm not going to finish this one article. But let's just go and take a look at what the Antichrist is according to uh, the Encyclopedia Britannica or Britannica.com. The Antichrist. Here's what they say. They say, the Antichrist is the polar opposite and ultimate enemy of Christ. He will reign terribly in the, in the period prior to the last judgment. The Antichrist first appeared in the epistles of St. John. That would be 1 John 2 and 18 and 22 and 1. And they give you other references that I won't deal with. You can go there and, and of course, you read the book of John and give you uh, other references to it. They say, and the fully developed story of the Antichrist's life and reign is found in medieval text as applied to various individuals and institutions for nearly two millennia. The Antichrist and precursor of Antichrist have been terms of the most intense opprobrium. Opprobrium. And that means pretty much disgraceful behavior. So what else would you expect? From the Antichrist Okay Now They say The Christian conception of Antichrist Was derived from Jewish traditions Let me read that again Because it might have went over somebody's head The Christian conception of Antichrist Was derived From Jewish traditions Particularly The book of Daniel in the Hebrew Bible written about 167 BCE it foretold the coming of a final persecutor who would speak great words against the most high and wear out the saints of the most high and think to change times and laws now I'm going to leave it up to you family to determine who really trying to change the times and the laws? It ain't Trump. They say scholars agree that the author of Daniel was alluding to the contemporary Hellenistic ruler of Palestine, Antiochus IV Epiphanes, who attempted to extirpate Judaism. He wanted to wipe it out. That's what extirpate means. But because Antiochus was not named, later leaders could apply the prediction in Daniel to any persecutor. Any persecutor. Meaning, like Adolf Hitler, anybody could be the Antichrist. Anybody they wanted. It didn't matter. All they had to do is be disliked. That's how deep this is. They say early Christians applied it to the Roman emperors who were who persecuted the church, in particular Nero. They call him the Antichrist. And that's important, family, because now anybody that Old Testament dislike, they got a stand in for Antichrist, is Hitler. How many Hitlers have we had in the last 20 years? The answer is 
anybody they don't like. So you can understand who behind it. And then you'll be clear on what the little white actress was talking about earlier when she said that coronavirus was basically created in Israel. Okay? (laughs) See, sometimes things line up for you. You ain't got to try to line up. Don't Israel control the United States, or is it just the queen over there? No, no. They control the United States to a degree. They got opposition. Mm. But the important thing is they have a lot of support, which is why they're able to do what they do and get away with it, by the Christian right, the evangelicals who support Trump, because They want things to work themselves out to the point that even if a great destruction comes upon this country, they can fit it within a biblical context that applies to their particular theological beliefs. So Israel, knowing that, a lot of times what they do is they set up stuff to make it look like it has a religious reference point to push their agenda because they know that the evangelicals will always put it within a religious context when they got nothing to do with nobody's religion. See, they think that Israel has to undergo a level of persecution before the Jews become Christians. All this is a part of what they believe. So they're going to protect them Jews Because if ain't no Jews there, even if they ain't the real Jews, don't matter. They white folks. All right? They're going to protect them. They're going to put the military there to protect them. And now you understand why the military has been so protective of Israel. Okay? Because you have very powerful evangelical groups that we pointed out, and some of the media has even pointed out, even exist in in parts of the military, and they believe in this stuff. Anyway, they go on here to say, the four books of the New Testament that fuel Christian belief in the Antichrist were the... Uh-oh. You still there, Bear? Okay. I'm still, I'm still here. Okay. okay, good. See, I thought I had got cut off. Somebody's trying to call me, and I can't answer. So, anyway. Let's go on. They say, uh, the four books of the New Testament that few Christian belief in the Antichrist were the first two epistles of John, the revelation of John, and the second epistle of Paul to the Thessalonians. Okay? They say the first three of these were written near the end of the first century in the Christian era. The last was written either by the Apostle Paul after 50 in the Christian era or by one of Paul's immediate disciples some 20 or 30 years later. They don't even know, but it doesn't matter to them. And for that matter, ain't nobody to this day figured out who wrote the book of Daniel. Can't tell you, don't know. All they know is it's in the Bible, so it must be right, even though they don't know who wrote it. 
like a whole lot of other stuff, Bear family. Right. They say, uh, neither Second Thessalonians nor Revelation use the term Antichrist, but both works refer to a coming persecutor who is the same person. The first epistle of John introduces uh, an important distinction between the Antichrist who will come and the many, many Antichrists who are already active in the world. So according to them, it ain't no one. It's a bunch of them. Okay? They say, this distinction not only enabled believers to denigrate contemporaries as Antichrist without having to label a single individual as the Antichrist, but allowed them to identify the body of Antichrist as a collectivity existing in the present but destined to have this day of triumph in the future. It's like a rain check antichrist for anybody that's going to come up and get in our stuff. We just going to label them antichrist because it ain't no one. It's a conglomerate. It's like a rock group. All right. uh, A bunch of antichrists. Now I'm I'm, going to do this last part and then I'll, I'll stop. We have, pick this up next week. We can take some questions and comments. They say, early Christians emphasized the coming of the one great Antichrist. The revelation to John refers to this figure as the beast from the abyss, that's in 11 and 7, and the beast from the sea, that's in uh, the revelation to John 13 and 1. They say in the most sustained account of his appearance, Second uh, Thessalonians 2 and 1 to 12 he is called the man of sin and the son of perdition he will come at a time of great apostasy deceive people with signs and wonders sit in the temple of God and claim to be God himself He will be defeated by Jesus, who will destroy him by the spirit of his mouth and the brightness of his coming. Okay? Uh, They say, because 2 Thessalonians is sketchy about the details of the Antichrist person and nature of his reign, biblical commentators from the early Middle Ages provided the missing features. So they just added some stuff to it that wasn't there. But who cares? It's still scripture because it's in there now. Anyway, they say their work was integrated into a brief treatise in the 10th century by a monk from Lorraine in a letter to Queen Geberga of France. His name was Atso. Atso's letter became the standard medieval reference work on the Antichrist. In the 13th century, it was partially supplanted by several chapters on Antichrist in Hugh Ripland's handbook called Compendium Theologica Veritas, or the Compendium of Theological Thought. 
Ripplin's account differed from AdSoul's only in minor details. We'll stop right there, family. We'll pick up next week because we need to explain some of the stuff, and I'm just going to not run through it because you see what they're saying here is there was no such thing as no Antichrist. It was a persecutor. And then somebody came along and decided to give it a name. And because they needed it to uh, uh, discount and discredit other people, it became a group of folk. And then later on, as we're going to show you, it can become anybody that they want it to be, just like Hitler. We'll stop right there, Sister Bear. We'll pick up uh, next week on uh, uh, Deuteronomy and the Donald. Because you know some family? These folk are really in flip mode. Yeah. And they got us in panic mode. Right. And give out your information, Dr. X. Yeah, you can contact me at MCCRAYR. Nine five nine nine at yahoo dot com. And don't forget to send your donations. Uh, you can still send donations to Doctor X. Um, fund, uh, what's that fund me uh, account? It's yeah, still, go, go fund me. Send, yeah, go fund me. You can still send information so Doctor Robert X can uh, continue with his research. So he can have paper and ink and all the other good stuff. Yeah, so, till they lock till they lock us down or lock us up one bit. <laughs> well, <laughs> well. <laughs> until then, we do what we do, and so um, and uh, the call in number is three two three six four two one five eight six and push the number one. Okay, seven seven three eight nine five. You're live. Hey, hey, uh, I'm just going to make this quick. A couple of quick, quick points. Um, it's interesting you had mentioned the sacrifice of Prince and David Boy, and it took me back to that damn Justice League movie at the beginning of it where, like, they had that scene during the city, and they showed the front of the, the front of the Daily Planet, and they had the pictures of Prince, Superman, and David Boy. And, you know, the headline of the newspaper had said had the aliens have returned to their planet. I was really yeah. tripping when I had when I, when I had saw that. But like I said, that came out, you know, that movie that came out after you had did the, uh, we did the forum. And I remember when we did the forum, we remember when he had walked into the library, all the chair, I believe it was all the chairs and stuff were actually purple. And I That's was like, right. wow, that wasn't, no, that wasn't no coincidence that we had did that. You know. Yeah. Um, and by the way, Derek, speaking of coincidences, one of the things that I put on the table last night before we went off the air was mm-hmm. the whole alien thing and how uh, yeah. that's a real functioning part of my reality that I feel that somewhere along the line here with what's going on, alien thing is going to reveal itself much more prominently. That's what I feel. I got no proof to back it up, fam. Go ahead, there. But that's just well, no, no, no. I and, and I'm with you. Well, like I said, and I I have been thinking about that for a while too, because you know, depending on how far this things goes with this martial law, or whatever, 
I said, that alien thing, maybe that's the thing that we intercede and maybe stop it. Who knows? But, you know, only time will tell. But um, yeah. a couple of quick things was relating to what we're talking about tonight. Um, okay, this abortion bill that this damn governor signed June 12th of last year. So basically he upped the, the fug gates as far as abortion. I think it takes it up to um, nine months in Illinois. So it's like now if a woman wants to have a, a abortion, I think past a certain number of trimesters, if, if she can't get it done in a certain state, she can come here and get it in Illinois. Um, and then also, yeah, I told you there's a, store, a of, there's a spirit of mm-hmm. death that has taken over this city and this state. This is a death state. That's what it is. So. And if if, but, if my if my memory serves me correct, uh, your governor is Old Testament, bootlegging exactly. drug dealing governor. <laughs> and, and, and he has his, uh, his family's into the hotel business too. But like I said, and, and it's tripped out because then by you just making that statement, that took me back to um what was it last year, year before. Well, you know, you were t- you were talking about um, how the Baphomets were being placed in certain states and cities here, and one was 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 erected in Springfield, in the state capital. And I said, "Wow!" Then coupling on top of that, him getting in the office, when we talking about the devil, whatever, it's almost if people are so hard on Trump, whatever, but it's like. Look at the people that's being the elected officials being elected to these different states and these different cities. Look at the mayor we got. Look at the governor we got. You know, hell, we get we get excuse my excuse my vernacular, but hell, far as here in Illinois, we're getting fucked from both ends. You know Well, it's kinda uh, interesting that he became the governor and then she became the mayor. And in between right. the both of them, the Baphomet was unveiled. In the capital, Springfield. Exactly. And, you know, and of course, the Baphomet is both male. Yeah, the Baphomet is both male and female. That's what it represents. And that's what she, or that's what it represents, this so-called mayor. Wow. And um, another thing Talk that about happened, the story that can't, yeah, flip mode, you you ain't lying. Um, a story that came out the end of February, huh, end of Black History Month, and right before this um, so-called coronavirus thing really, really, really took a, um, we got amplified. Um, or this organization here in Chicago called Howard Brown, they're now um, doing some surveys right on the south side and all the different neighborhoods, Chatham, Hyde Park. Uh, the north side and the west side, I think here in Inglewood too, that they're um they're getting ready to open up some LGBTQ um health community centers here. But they're specifically targeting the black neighborhoods. And um like I said, they they're actually slated to be open like in twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three. And I, I think, think they should. Uh, really? Go ahead. Yeah. Now, no, 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 no. Why? Why is that? 
Because if, if black people in Chicago don't give a damn about their children being turned out, why would they uh, why would they raise hell about yeah. LGBT yeah. sentence when they have made it quite clear that they are going to turn your children? This is part of their doctrine. They're going to turn them out. Mm-hmm. I wish I had that stuff in front of me. I don't have it in front of me here, but this has been part of a long-standing doctrine. They brag about it. They're going to turn your children out whether you like it or not. Right, and then I'm looking, looking at the time in this thing, and it happens, this story comes out right, like I said before, when the virus comes out, and this is part of, like I said, connecting that with this a whole global agenda thing, you know. And like I said, here, i just speaking on here, and for what I've been seeing that's been going on in the city the past couple couple of months, I mean, it's unfolding right in front of our faces. And like I said, people people are not paying attention to it. And like I had been mentioned on this show before and other shows, that they're getting ready to open up that green grocery store right around the corner from my house, right up there on 63rd and Racine. You say a gay <laughs> grocery store? No, the Go Green, Go Green grocery store. Oh, okay. Okay, I got you. And it's being built by what is that? The inner city Muslim um, action network, Iman, and they're buying up all buying up a lot of property over here in Inglewood and West Inglewood. But like I said, nobody's talking about it. I I told you, man. As far as I'm concerned, how I feel about Chicago. It's, I yeah, told anybody it, that listens. It, it's done. With the, oh, the power, like uh huh, the people with the power to nullify it were the black people in this city. But if they good with you know these lesbians telling them what to do, I'm not standing in the way of it, brother. It's just me personally, right? Right. But I'm not going for any. I don't care what they do. They're not going to compromise my values. For theirs If they can have theirs I can have mine Let me uh, open up another line uh, There Yeah yeah, but I'm I'm done though You'll go ahead and let somebody else talk okay. You know All right. Hotel. Thank you for taking there. my call Thank you Hotel 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 404 Okay, Wes is uh, left. Yeah. He's in another dimension now. I can hear him. Yeah. Uh, 832508. 832508. Hey, how y'all doing, family? Hotel, family. Well, I mean, uh, brother, you took us to flip mode, but there's a subplot playing out, and uh, we're going to take it down to uh, Florida. And, uh, Come on, I know where you're going. Of, uh, a- a- Andrew Gilliam. Uh, in yes. The future, if he decides to stay in politics, I would say that his campaign music or song should be "Doodoo Brown." You know, because, absolutely. Uh, you know, it, it would only be fitting because they found a nigga in the hotel room with three men with feces and semen on the bed in uh, crystal meth. That is correct. The the gentleman takes a great family picture 
but unfortunately, he ain't into that fine-ass black wife he got, you know? That's right. And, uh, you, you know, it's all up front, we, brother. Don't, don't he remind you of somebody? Barack Obama, and that's what he was being set Thank up you. to be the next, the, the next Barack Obama, exactly. That is correct. And uh, that was the word on the street. It, it is it, it's strange to see that we don't create true black politicians with the sense of help in the black community. seems like everybody's just trying to get to a place of success or sexual pleasure or deviancy. It's like it's no real commitment. To, to the black agenda, whatever that may be, you know, but all, all of these people, they just, I guess they into whatever they can get out of it, and and, and, and I guess screw niggas and what we're going through. Here's what's, here's what's missing. You cannot become a player in electoral politics today unless you subscribe, particularly the Democratic Party. That's what they promote. Look at it. Look at it across the board. Look at it. But, but brother, That's what they somebody, promote, but it's hidden. But, Go ahead, my brother. But, brother, he has a hell of a political opponent out there that wanted him down, and he's permanently – but he, he – look, in the day and climate that we're in today, he could make a comeback. You know, I, 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 I was about to say something else, but he could make a comeback, especially if he come out the closet. He, he probably could make it to the White House then. Look, look at what Booty Gig did. You know, he openly ran, so – he he, he yep. probably could get there, you know, but uh, I don't that's know, a requirement. To see, see, people. Yeah, see it, it for does years that way now. Well, it is because for years all that was hidden. See, because when you went to the famous or uh, the infamous universities, and you pledged into certain groups or organizations, that's part of the that was part of the initiation. This goes back hundreds of years. So it was hidden, okay? And they didn't have the power to bring it out. But these are the days that they no longer hide it. You see, that's the only difference. It's always been there. But it's just been hidden. It's been in the closet, so to speak, like him and Obama. So I said... Let R. Kelly go so he can write the national anthem in the closet. <laughs> <Tripping>. <laughs> I'm going flip mode on him. Boy Obama apparently he signed up for a Pornhub account following a, a, a white interracial porn star. So and I don't believe wow. it. I think that's just them trying to make it seem like he's straight still. But that's just, to me, trying to make him out to be a a, a, a man's man. But he's really a, a a gay man's man. I mean, that's what he is. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. And uh, and he was doing the same thing Gilliam was doing with the little white boy in the hotel, only he was smoking the crack pipe. He admitted to it. Just like Gilliam. And they covered it up as best they could. Now, you can you, you mentioned Weinstein. There's one person who didn't put up with Weinstein's uh, crap, and that was a uh, uh, the brother Damon Dash. Apparently, Weinstein had come on a vid- uh, on a, a movie set where Damon Dash mm-hmm. had done some uh, directing and, and production work, and I guess Weinstein had underwrote the movie or whatever. And he was out there, and I guess he kind of insulted or was messing with some of the women. And apparently, Damon mm-hmm. Dash slapped the shit out of him. You know. 
for, for his wow. behavior. Everybody didn't sit back and let Weinstein do what he did. But, you know, Weinstein apologized, and, and, and Dash talked about it a little bit, but he didn't want to get too involved in, in it because I guess maybe uh, liabilities, lawsuits, or what I don't know. But he, he did speak on it briefly, you know? Yeah, Korea. Try Korea. Put that in there, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and yesterday, I think it was yesterday, this congressman by the name of uh, Grace Means, okay, now, now this is going to get back to reparations, but all of the bullshit black people have heard about reparations and not being able to get money and you need studies and you need research and you need this and you need that. Well, this, this right. Asian goes up and gets $8.3 billion after she only asked for $8 billion infused into Asian businesses because of xenophobia, which is which is cold talk for it. The niggas are not coming to buy our wigs, our chicken, our Chinese food. These niggas have snatched everything from us, and that's nothing but the ancestors really making these niggas do something that they should have been doing on their own, okay? Right. Introducing something that scared them completely away from a community that's disrespectful, and, and not just disrespectful to us here in the United States, but disrespectful to all black people on this globe, wherever we at. You know, they all that in Africa correct. making YouTube videos, uh, got kids saying stuff in, in, in Chinese, uh, calling themselves a beast and savages and animals, and they play them on YouTube and laugh at them and have a good time with them in, in China. So now the, the shoe is on the other foot, and people are laughing at them. Nobody wants yep. to be around them. The South Africans even made a dance in the club called the Corona Dance. <laughs> you know, I think yeah, I may have sent yeah. you a video of it a while back. Okay, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man. The shoe is on the other foot now, and, and these people, they get to see that their their livelihood is pegged to us. There is no yep. them without us. And I don't know why people don't understand that, but we are the second largest consumers on planet Earth. And black people need to start to ask for something for this this power that, that we wielded. And the fact that we need studies and research and all this shit just to just to even get a, a reparations check, but you can just uh, uh, green light a, a damn $8.3 billion payout to Asians who ain't spilled yep. no blood on this land, ain't did nothing here, and, and, and they get it without opposition from Democrats and Republicans, that's a slap in yep. the face to niggas, period. Well, of course. So with that. But, but check it. You pointed out that we're number two in terms of consumerism, right? Yeah. Where, where do we fit in terms of producing, the production? Where are we at on that scale? Oh, that is uh, absolute zero. And, and that tells you why we're in the position African, we're in. The, and the so-called the great African minds and the smart people that come from Africa to come to here, they don't even do it in their own country. And that's what, that's what, that's what makes me sick about the ones that come here that like to brag about how great they are and how much better they are than African-Americans when they get here because they don't take the shit back to their country and even make it better or, or different for their own people. But you want me to believe that you're so great when you come here. I, I, don't, I don't buy any of this. I think the Negroes are in a state of, of cowardice and fear. Period. There's no question and about everybody it. Don't, no, no, nobody wants to make a sacrifice for what it really takes. And, and you know what it is. We, we all know what we got to give up. And, and like you say, benign neglect, you can just start doing simple things. Stop buying that shit yep. from these agents, Indians. Stop, you know, it's small things that we could do to cripple people to make sure that they, that they, they, they come correct when they come to us. And, and we don't even do those small things. 
That's because so, we've been geared towards only responding to emotional causes, emotional issues. If it ain't emotional, we don't respond. Thank you, Carl. That's right. All right. Thank you. Excellent comments, my brother, as usual. Hold up. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's open up. Four one three two two two. Hey, Sister Beth. How you doing, Doctor X? Great, Sister great. Beth, up, family? All right, Sister Beth. You know I got to answer that question for that green tie for you. Okay. Okay. So I plugged okay. it in, and this is what I come up with. The green represents the name of the businesses international chamber of commerce and this is what it reads the international chamber of commerce is the largest most representative business organization in the world it also over 45 million members in over 100 countries have interest in spanning every sector of private enterprise the ICC has three main activities, rule setting, dispute resolution, and policy of at, at, uh, at, at, this word, advocacy. Now, mm-hmm. my, point, my point, Sister Bev, is this. Who was he sitting down with today? All the hotel head people in the casinos. Aren't the hotels Casino International? Yes, yep. it is. That's what they were talking about. Let me go about. one deeper. Let, let, yeah, let me go one deeper. This organization was founded in 1919. The founding place wow. it was founded is in Atlantic City. The headquarter wow. office is Paris. The headquarter office is Paris, France. Is that good for you, Sister Beth? Yeah. So you see, so you, you see was right on it, man. Yeah. See why? See why you're wearing the green tie? Yeah. Because he and what did he say? And then you said he made a comment. Oh, oops! And well, I meant the coronavirus. Because he's trying right. to get to a settlement of business, and now he's showing the rest of the world, if they're if they're paying attention, this is really mm-hmm. what's going on. Because mm-hmm. there is what we call a recession going on. So now mm-hmm. remember, he's trying to say he's trying to save the nation to not become a globalist. Now, Robert, mm-hmm. I'm throw this in your corner, and I mean you no harm. Okay. That's right. I'm not. I'm not going to hurrah Obama, but we know homosexuality has been going on for a long time. One day, every, oh, I'm at work, so I'm watching a patient right now. Um, one day, you need to you need to you need to look up what they call the German the German Homosexual Act, 1864 through 1868. Because we mm-hmm. have a lot of germs that's over here running things. Now I'm going this way for a reason. Right. Even though they're perverted individuals, they're trying to, I say, and I'm speculating, get mm-hmm. into the door of the evangelicals because the evangelical is the clan. They were the ones who would not let anyone else perform any type of business. Why? Because they were considered white Anglo-Saxons and business were not for the refuge, the freemen, or the Indian. The only business those individuals can do is domestic with inside the garrison. Anything mm-hmm. outside of it, it's a no-no. That's why they went after Reginald Lewis. 
of Beatrice Foods. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that to say this, that they're throwing as many daggers as they can at these these evangelicals because they know more money, more funds can be made if everybody's in the party. And here's where our people need to wake up. <clears throat> the word is called chattel, C-H-A-T-T-E-L. Mm-hmm. Chattel is a format of business that identify, it's almost like the sheeple, you don't have any power, but we can govern some type of an affair where we all can come to some type of an agreement. How about this? Mm-hmm. We'll let you eat if you give us your children. Isn't that what goes on internationally to these days with globalization, selling of children? Pretty much. So why wouldn't they bring that here? As you were, as you were a nationalist, I'm saying this for the sister, as you was a nationalist, you wouldn't have to worry about your children because your children would be protected through the bond of their Social Security. But exactly. if we go globalization, anything goes. Third yeah. thing I heard today um, on, the, on the, uh, the news, commercial paper. Why would the news of NPR start identifying the, 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 <laughs> the, the, the – I'm going somewhere. <laughs> Thank you, bro. Why would the NPR news identify that the Federal Reserve is considering issuing out um, commercial paper, commercial paper mm-hmm. for mortgages, car notes, and every other debt dealing with equity in a private manner. A lot happened today, Sister Bev, and the stock market was uh-huh. in the what color? What, were they in the red or were they in the green? They were in the green they, today. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't lose any money today because mm-hmm. deals are going on. And, and so I'm putting that out there for a reason, so that we can that we can start paying more attention because Brother X is really a good study of ours. When I say researcher, I'm almost gonna put him in the, the category beyond professor and put him in as a philosopher. Uh oh, no, you should have heard, <laughs> heard the conversation I had with a brother about the family calling me doctor today. You wouldn't want to do that. I got you. I got you. I got you. So let me keep going within our own minds because that's the only way we've been trained as Westerners while dealing yes, with the Anglo-Saxon laws. So so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm saying these things not to put fear in us, but somewhere along the line, family, we got to wake up and somehow, some way, I'm not going to say stand in arms because before we stand in arms, we got to know how to take care of family first. Exactly. And that's where we really that's where we really lost our mark to how to govern ourselves as family and not as individuals coming together marching. See that marching really fucked us up. Excuse me for cussing Sister Beth. And it's we need right. to get back to we need to get back to aligning ourselves with the sisters because if they're gonna put this kind of power in the sisters' hands, we should be men to be able to recognize when we see some old bullshit going on to let her know do not be swindled and watch out for our babies because they but do you see my brother the power that that's where that's where we kind of 
go off into slightly different modes here. I understand. I understand. They, I'll tell yeah, you, I'm they tell only you, I'm go. Gonna, I, 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 go ahead. I'm not going to debate you on it, but I'm going to tell you what, no, what I'm ahead. saying. That when you get done, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I'll wait. Well, because they're only going to use those sisters to push their agenda, and then they're going to push them as push their asses right out the back door. That's what they do. This is much bigger than than what the sisters uh, think. Okay, and this fits right in with the whole LGBT thing. So they're pushing a particular kind of sister. They ain't pushing the sister, sister. They pushing that sister that's pushing their agenda. And that agenda is LGBT to the to the bone. I'm not saying that they don't have rights just like everybody else. What I'm saying is they have another agenda behind those rights which seeks to neutralize everything and everybody else because they want people gone. They want heterosexuality gone. I believe you. I believe you. Because if we fall for the trap, that's because we ate it all whole propaganda. So let me throw this at you now, okay? Okay. If the Free Men's Bureau, which never came forward when they wrote the Emancipation in 68, Mm -hmm. and they reconstructed in 1870, and then they went west to go take more land, and they went out there to destroy Oklahoma territory. Okay? Right. Here's where I'm going. We're battling from 1870 all the way up to 1919. What is the significance of 1919? Because we were still doing business with our sisters, but they understood the sisters were too powerful, so they had to shut the sisters down and say, we now will allow you to vote. The suffrage movement. Jewish man, I got you. From 18, 1880-ish, 90, because right. the women trying to protect their children because these men are abandoning these women. So let's go to 1919, which right. is the 19th Amendment. And this is what this Jewish man told me, because I was arguing with him. He said, mm-hmm. women do not have the right to work. I said, women have the right to contract. Let me do it again. Women will never get fair, equal pay because you're in a patriotic system. But mm-hmm. women get to women. This is, this is for you, doctor. I want you to look it up now. Women do mm-hmm. have the right now to receive the trust fund because they are voters. You and I are not mm-hmm. voters. Women have more voting privileges than you and I, Dr. X. You should know that because mm-hmm. we're still considered the fraction of a man by three-fifths. I agree. Not her. No question. So if she has the right to vote, whose word is stronger in America, hers or yours and mine? Hers, no question. So if her voice is stronger, that's why they have to give her the civics in order to do the business because the Freeman Bureau never got up and we never got a chance to start our business. Right. You understand what I'm trying to share with you? So my point is this. It, there's no there's no there's no negating there's no negating of who this woman really is. It's just that she's just been mis 
guided because the man was not her teacher. Her teacher was supposed to be the cleric, the clergy, to show mm-hmm. her how to use her civics. But Lyndon B. Johnson, who's a gangster, shut all that shit down by silencing the church. And if the church did try to teach it, they burnt the church. That's why they wouldn't let churches go on the outskirts. See, we're old they put them in a 501c3 status. But the 501, I'm trying to do this real slow now. 501c3 comes from Lyndon B. Johnson. If you don't have the right to a voice to teach it, then who's going to show the women how a monetary value works in a democracy? Them. That's my question. No, no, stop that. It wasn't them because now the church is not separate from the state. The church was supposed to give clarity to the, the, the women, but they never got around to it, and the state stepped in. Right, that's and what I'm saying, them. Though they, the state <laughs> stepped in and acted as though they were the church. The state is not the church. Preachers are How equivalent to esquires. Preachers are equivalent to esquires. We should never forget mm-hmm. that because preachers were the ones giving natural law. The mm-hmm. state gives statutes to change the laws, to revision them, to become modern. But the laws are the origins of how business should be ran. So that's why all white boys don't do nothing else, even though they might have their mistress, they make sure their women are tended to. Great case to look at is that boy who was with the, um, uh, who had the, uh, the basketball team of the Clippers, forced them out. NBA's girl boy said, we're only giving yeah. you 500 G. Turned around, called his wife to the stand. He and got the amount he was entitled to. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. She was the trust. They had to give right. her the fair value because of her civic, because she can sign contracts. That's not wow. the side of this. That's what I'm trying to show you. That's so deep, man. So we get so caught up about, no, no, that's not deep. That's real. That's real. <laughs> you know, it was a proven case within my own life because I had to deal with an insurance an insurance um, agent on an event mm-hmm. dealing with some property that was damaged. The joker turned around talking to me, talking about this all I'm giving you. So I turn around and say to my Sarah, tell this motherfucker you my sister. She turns around, and that's what they did. They only gave me three, but they gave her the five. So they wow. gave her the full value. That's right, because what you don't understand is her voice is the civics. We are the Indians inside the garrison. So we're, we keep thinking that we're equivalent to the Anglo-Saxons, and we're not. We're fractions. The only one that has a voice to be able to continue to maintain, to maintain your affair is your woman. That was the trick that they put on us, brother. That's, That's why we have to be yeah, please look it up. This is all business. This is all business. So that's why you Everything put in her name. That's right. Say it again, Miss Beth. Because Everything she's a producer. That's right. Because she's a producer. And what does she have yeah. to produce? Those embryos. Yes, children. No question about it. Which is capital. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> that's capital Extra in itself. Dollars. 
Thank you. Makes sense, man. So they have so they have to let her have a voice because to rid her off the land, then everyone can fight for the land. They know who we are. So they give her, like they said, this quarter or this nickel, and they refuse to give her the whole dollar because she's not handling her own affairs. Mm-hmm. If she handled her own affairs, because the church was supposed to show her how to handle her affairs, but they shut the church down. The bankruptcy comes in 33. They turn around and tell Big Mama, get rid of the Bible, get rid of your purse, get rid of genealogy, your new way of money, a.k.a. Social Security. Right. 1935. Put it all together. And who's in that Social Security? That's not for people working. That's for children because the labor laws were so much against the children because the children were dying behind doing mannish work. That's yeah, why they get the Jewish the bar mitzvah. That's why they get the Jewish the bar mitzvah and the bat mitzvah. Because the church mm-hmm. law says when you start puberty at age thirteen, but when you sign a contract is age eighteen. You learn it? Yes, sir. So we're all so we're all idle. So while we're idle since thirteen, we have our first love affair. We can't start to sign contracts. That's what the democracy was all about. Now, when there was a republic and you had the gold standings, you can back it up. But mm-hmm. now you're backing it up in contracts. That's why Big Mama said, how does this shit work? So all the women in the church are still there waiting on a word. Because they know the paper's fiat, but the contract is binding. Come on, man. I'm trying to show it to you. And if the women learn how contractual language really works, that's why the federal government always let women start businesses, not men. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. They know what time it is. So what we need to do is, 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 is not be so harsh on our sisters, but we need to somehow, some way, co- cooperate with them to whatever direction we're both going to go in and negotiation, and that way we can understand how we navigate together, and then we leave equity to our children. Oh, I agree, but I think I'm very mild with them. <laughs> which is good. Which, 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 listen, listen. Which is good, but the heartache is she's disappointed by reason of knowing it's it, it's not working the way they said it should have worked. Now they're they're coming to change the system again of socialism, yeah. and she ain't even knew what democracy was because uh, she's yeah. writing all the contracts or reading the contract, and she ain't trying to read that shit. She said. Give us this day our daily bread. Long as she eating now, she's happy. She doesn't look yep. down the road like men. You see it now. And the church was the, the responsibility of the church was to teach her all of those things. Yes, but they. But, but what happened? They shut all that down, or they burnt the churches, yeah. or they made it so that the women can never learn how this shit really works. Now, do I'm gonna do it one more time. This is through, the next time you go see the signing of the Civil Rights Act. You got to see who's really signing. Because it's not MLK. MLK's in the back of Rosa Parks. I couldn't tell you who signed it the first time. Go look at the picture. Rosa Parks. I will do that. And and, and MLK is off on the side. Because civil rights are not for men. They're for women. 19th Amendment. Thank you for listening, bro. Got you. Yes, sir. Thank you, as always. Excellent comments, man. I'm on it. You better believe I'm going because I'm going to tell you something. Uh, I was in a totally different mode at that time with the Civil Rights Act. I wasn't about it. I'm just being honest at all. It didn't mean nothing to me. But I'm going to look at it tonight. 
You can bet right. on, you can bet on that. Go ahead, Sister Bear. Three four seven eight oh five. Three four seven. Peace, peace. Can y'all hear me? Chuck Moose. Yes. Good evening, Beth. Hotep Good evening. Hotep. Good evening. Yeah, I like that, man. Yo, I'm trapped in the closet, man. You know, yeah. got, the, got the dookie juice on the sheets, you know, but maybe the cops <laughs> come in, they got it all going on. <laughs> They got it all on their body camera, man. So he checked himself in the rehab. So I don't know if he checked what type of rehab he checked himself into. Um, but juice rehab or methamphetamine rehab. But man, man, man. Um, but we called him out from day one, Tutmos. We called him yes, out sir. from day one. Him and Stacey Abrams. Yes, sir. Um, That's right. They're the same people. The, the gay white men in the 70s and 80s, they were able to infiltrate the feminist movement and split it into two groups. And they backed and funded one of the two groups. And they call this history the lesbian sex wars, if you Google it, or the feminist sex wars. I'm on it. And the war was, the war was between women who wanted to be free from daddy the male clergy, their husbands, they wanted to dress how they wanted. They wanted to have sex with how the, how many men they wanted, whenever they wanted. Got mini skirts and halter tops and high heels and makeup and Madonna and Janet. And you got all of that in this era, right? And then right. you had the women who, versus the women who didn't want to wear bra. They wanted to be their daddy. They wanted to be the husband. You know what I'm saying? They... They didn't want right. to shame their ladies, you know. They and they went after these um the girly girls, uh, how they split the, the the two them into two groups, and then the the lesbians went after the girly girls with, through the porn industry, um mm-hmm. pretty much um saying that this is what they denigrated women into, and um you started getting a lot of the porn wars. You can see that too in the seventies, late seventies, early eighties. Uh, where women, these lesbians, actually bombing porn studios and things as a result of this, right? Mm-hmm. So either way, the gay white men funded the lesbians, and the lesbians won the sex war. In the LGBT movement today, what you're seeing is in the feminist movement today, is those lesbians is propping up those gay white men now. So the mm-hmm. God, Really, what's controlling this whole movement is the gay white men. It ain't the lesbians. You know, the women are just put out in the front. When it's all said and done, you know, it's going to be, you know, the men running things. They're just going to be men who like men. You know, that, that's where they get into. Um, yeah, so, and I noticed, yeah. I noticed, I think I spoke to it, that the gay white men appear to be, or the gay men appear to be invisible in this whole thing. And that the women are pretty much on the front lines running everything. So, yeah, it fits into what you're saying. Yeah, and they're not invisible. They just present themselves like they're straight. They might have a wife, but look who's funding this whole thing. They've been funding yeah, all, it since the 70s. All around the Trump. 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, testimony, I saw the Trump speech today. He told us pretty much he's going to get a testimony. I said I saw Trump. I listened to Trump's speech today. Um, okay. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. 
it what it looks like we get in a test run of universal basic income. He said in about two weeks, every working American should receive a check for about a thousand dollars for the inconvenience due to the coronavirus. Um, not to mention, he um, also signed a huge deal with these globalists the week before. Um, so I'm not liking some of the moves he's making. However, uh, I, I, I can't wait for the check to come. You know what I'm saying? There's one problem, Tudmo. Everybody going to be on lockdown. How you going to spend it? Amazon came out today and said that they're going to suspend uh, many of the orders in lieu of medical equipment and other things associated with the coronavirus. Everything else is going to be put on the back burner. I did see that today. Yeah, I see where they're trying to hire a whole bunch of people um, because they don't have enough people. They don't um, yeah. get too many damn too many damn robots. <laughs> and now that they got this um, this event that they can't just program into the computer real fast and everything adjust, they need people to really think to do the work. So um, yeah, um, but how you gonna hire that hundreds of thousands of people when the president says you can't have ten people in one place? You know. Exactly. Um, I was just getting ready to say that. Hoboken, New Jersey, they reportedly, and not to mention Kevin Durant, they say that's the coronavirus now. Uh, I did I hear that out, too. I, I don't. I think in order for them to make this whole thing real, because I don't think it's real, uh, they're going to um, have to have someone die. Uh, I'm not saying Kevin Durant. Someone big young people is gonna have to die from this coronavirus for young people to come on board with it, you know. But even Hoboken, um, a birthplace of Frank Sinatra, Hoboken, that's where, um, yeah, I could walk, that's where Frank Sinatra came from. Mm -hmm. I could walk through Hoboken in about five minutes, that's it. Mm -hmm. Um, Hoboken, um, the mayor shut down the city. Anyone on the street, they closed all the bars. Koboka has more bars than any other city in the country, even though it's only a mile square. Uh, but right. they closed all the bars, restaurants. And anyone on the street within six feet of another person, the police can arrest them. And I said, whoa, that's... So if you're walking your dog or something and someone's coming close to you, you better walk the other way. Who's the mayor of Hoboken? I don't know this man. I don't. It's so small, man. I don't follow that man. But it's 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 a it's an ethnic white person. It's it's think either Italian or Irishman or Jew. Okay. You know, it has the same type of politics that you got. You know, New York got ethnic white. You know. um, Well, I do know that New Jersey is a part of this. These governors, right? Uh, these mm-hmm. states' governors who are Democrats for the most part, mm-hmm. and it appears to me, Tudmos, as if they're looking to push their own attempt to establish 
their sovereign territory. This is almost like the whole country is being reborn. Oh, yeah. You follow what I'm saying? Each state is a country. Well, yeah, but they're confederated under the federal government. So they're supposed to be susceptible to the federal government's laws, even though each individual state is supposed to be sovereign. I'm clear on that. But they have been violating the terms of that government agreement without doing or going through and and facilitating the proper framework, which is to remove yourself from the Federation. I forget what they call it. I'm running a blank on that name, but a number of countries is like the Brexit. A number of states have all, California was one of the earliest states that attempted to do that, to remove itself from the union. Secede from the union. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's the that's the word secession. Now what I Colorado was a, yeah, but Colorado was another that, one. Go ahead, Thomas. I did a show with Dad on um, surveillance capitalism, the creation of the city state, and I mm-hmm. showed how the nation, the nation state through the global globalism, the nation state is something of the past. You know, they're creating a city state. Um, Chicago right. will be its own. Chicago and the surrounding areas, to say, will be its own city state, independent of Illinois. They'll have right. their own cryptocurrency. Um, you can't enter that that state without certain permission. You could be kicked out of that city state if you break certain rules. You know, so this is where they're going. You know, and to me, this is the jumpstart. This um, coronavirus is pretty much laying out the framework yeah. exactly how we can get there. Um, because uh, if, if I'm in a place that's rendered coronavirus free, I don't want nobody coming up in here. You know what I'm saying? Nobody coming up in here. You know, it, 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 we're going to have our own everything and we'll be Look, all right. And y'all do whatever y'all do here. You know what I'm saying? Look at it this way. Put a dome over it, call it a smart city, and only certain people have access to it. That's a that's a nice simplified way of saying exactly what I was saying. Yes, sir. Because that's what it's all about. And what was Wuhan? Yes, sir. A smart city. That's right. uh, Smart cities are full of corona radiation. Which is coming from all of those five G towers. Come on, we mm-hmm. had eleven thousand five G towers in a city the size of Los Angeles. Where right. Verizon saying they, they only need three hundred for the Los Angeles. So you telling me that Wuhan had eleven thousand? Man, those people probably couldn't breathe with all the radiation going there. No wonder they would they won't be stealing on. You know what I'm saying? This has nothing yep. to do with a disease. This is all manufactured, you know what I mean? And they just running with it because they see a payday. They're like, man, we can get paid. The stock market yep. is the highest it's ever been. They, you know, it was on the it was on the brink of topping thirty trillion dollars. It was so every company was seeing profits. You saw companies go up seven hundred, eight hundred points, and all of a sudden, 
They're trying to tell us now we was on the brink of a recession. Like, are you serious? Yep. Like, oh, it's all okay. It's all fun. <laughs> sure. But I'm going to do my line, brother. Thank you. Thank you, Tuck. Thanks for the comments, Tuckmos. I knew you had two days work because you didn't call in yesterday. <laughs> but he's exactly right. That's where they're trying to go with this whole smart city thing. Yeah. Uh, seven. We got a few more minutes. Seven five seven five zero six seven five seven. Hey, what's up, family? Hotel family. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. I just wanted to say about the uh, green tie. It's Saint. It's uh, Valentine's Day. Uh, not Valentine's Day. Saint Patrick's Day. Oh, Saint, Saint Patrick's Patrick. Day too. Okay. Yeah, that's probably the one. Okay. Sometimes it ain't that deep, you know. <laughs> Yeah, right, well, but I forgot today. Today <laughs> was St. Patrick's Day. I didn't forget. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I didn't forget, but that <laughs> other explanation was extremely fascinating to me yeah. with the green tie. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it was deep. It was definitely I'm, deep. But I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm entertained I'm, in all of it, brother. Yes, sir. I, I can't wait All to right, see what next week is going to be like because anybody make projections beyond a week, I think something wrong with you. So I'm looking forward to what's going to be going on next week. I ain't sure everything going to be on by next week. Exactly. No. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised because they're Absolutely. pretty desperate right now. I got to ask you a question, Robert. You know about X-22? Yeah. I, 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 I listened to the brother. I listened to the guy when he first started coming on the air. You yeah. talking about the X-22 report? Right. Ah, right, right. uh, how about this? Ah, uh, yeah. yes. <laughs> Does that answer your That's question? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, yeah, but there, there's a reason why you'll never see his face. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. Well, y'all just went more. over my head. Who is X-22, and is it good or bad? He offers uh, analysis yeah. that's kind of in line with some of mine. Okay. Often, right. okay? But right. um, I stopped listening to him for a while. And then his mm-hmm. funny brother mentioned him because he, in the past few weeks, I've gone back and listened to some of his presentations. I used to subscribe to him because mm-hmm. remember, Bev, I used to mention uh, Jeff Rents all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I haven't right. listened to Jeff Rents. I bet you in about five or six years Same here. since they tried to kill him, mm-hmm. but he used to Same be a, 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 a feature on Jeff Rents. Okay. Oh, okay. 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 All right. So, yeah, that's oh, where I first got introduced to him. And I was into his program when he first came on the scene. Same with the SGT report. SGT. I've been listening to these things for so long. You know, they come and go. And you know how it goes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a few. I mean, there was a lot of them white boys that I would listen to what they had to say. Because as far as I was concerned, they were the opposition. So mm-hmm. I sit back and listen to him. You know, okay, I I go back to when Jeff Rince before the internet. I go back when Jeff Rince was on the radio, mm. and they okay. took him off. They took him now, off the air. Go what ahead. What about um? What's, 
brother William Mount. How you feel about that guy? I uh, look. I, I go. I used to listen to him years ago with his little yeah. writings, right? Yeah, and I moved I away from him. Right? Say that again. And he was former intelligence, so sometimes he say stuff, and I'm like, hey, I don't know, but you know. Yeah. You can't tell. See, there are a lot of them that I just sit and listen to just to see yeah. where they're coming from. All right? Right. Another one, right. another one is, uh, oh, th- and see, this guy admits that he's intelligence. And, uh, oh, what's it? Uh, I can't think of the name of it. Pulford? Pulford? No, I, I warn people about Pulford. Yeah, Be yeah. very careful with uh, Okay. I don't like that guy. And over time, yeah, just over time, listen to what they say and match it up with what happens. And you'll be able to mm-hmm. tell who fake and who real. Oh, yeah. All right? Yeah. Yeah, well. Uh, but the know, other one I was trying to think of, he, he has a website full of intelligence people. He even got a couple of black uh, ex-intelligence folks. And, man, I can't I can't deal with this dude today. He's just, he's a... a, a he just lied to your face. I can't think well, of his name. Truth come, come out, you know. They can't lie. Before. But what happened was he got a level of popularity, and he ran with it. So he started exposing himself. Oh, man, I, I hate I can't. I hate I can't remember. Because he has a brother who writes real good articles. They hate Israel with a passion. Mm. Okay. Ah, well, I can't okay. forget his name. <laughs> I think his name next week, I'll put it over the ass right. specifically for you, my brother, so you'll know who I'm talking about and everybody else. All right. All right. Appreciate it. And thank you. Yes, man. sir. Ain't nobody doing this for thank you. Thank you. All right, y'all. Thank take you it for easy. participating. Yes, sir. Hotel. Hotel. And I agree hey, wholeheartedly. Ain't nobody doing like Sister Bev. <laughs> Okay, thank you all for that. Uh, 708-829. Greetings. How's everybody doing, family? Hotel, brother. Yes, I I don't have that much because we're closing in on closing time. I just wanted to hit a couple of things right here at home that uh, you're probably not aware of since uh, y'all been on the line. Uh, Since you were talking about the women and their voice, Kim Fox won, so she ain't going nowhere. Since we've been talking about Jesse Smollett, she's still in it. Wait, uh, she won the primary. She, right, the primary, right. She just won the primary yeah. today. So, yeah. Uh, and dealing with uh, this covert 19, I love what the brother was saying, 1919, because it put me right on covert 19, because that's the number it comes to, 1919. But dealing mm-hmm. with our governor here, he just activated the National Guard family. So I'm telling Not y'all, y'all got to get ready for martial law. He just activated the National Guard here in Illinois. It's coming. I'm not surprised. And how many oh, yeah. how many deaths have we had in Illinois from coronavirus, brothers? Do you know? One. One, we just had, I'm glad you mentioned it, I was going to bring that up. We just had one, and she happened to be a 60-year-old black female. Wow. Yeah, okay. But she had underlining 
underlining asthmatic conditions and went in the hospital for her asthma and came up dead today. Just went in last Thursday. So let's bring that home for real. Okay? Wow. So do do we need to go to uh, cities that's got uh, Republican governors and stuff? Because we all going to be under martial law. (laughs) It you know, seems that we're just to believe that these demons are doing this. <laughs> people are going to have to, because uh, see, nobody gave these people authority to do what they're doing. Exactly. There's no rationale with one death for why they're doing what they're doing. So people going to have to stand up and fight. It don't matter where you go. Right. That is it. And and to just give you this little bit uh, to think about dealing with uh, the form you gave, I thought you might have touched on it, dealing with uh, Deuteronomy and the Trump. But when you were reading those articles, if you go back and you, you look at them and read those articles dealing with the 666, uh, Revelations 13, 18, I've, I've noticed, and that's what drew me to that particular verse, they try to keep, and they don't try, they do. They keep us away from the words that we need to be breaking down in numbers in that article. They make sure we go directly to 666 and give us all the information they want us to think we have. But the key is like it says, here is wisdom. Let him who understand count the number of the beasts. Why ain't nobody ever damn counted the number of the beasts? Everybody runs to 666, and it says the number of the beasts is the number of the man. So if the man and the beast number don't add up, family, we need to they'll say, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. But nobody does it, and they make sure that we don't do it because they don't. They don't want you to know the number of the beast and man are one and the same. What's that? That beast, no. as you said, 21, also comes to the word devil, 21, which is three, and man, Donald Trump, is three. We keep saying the Antichrist, that's him. And when you look at three mm. plus three, you got six, 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 three times, family. So, again, they purposely make sure you will never know the number of the devil, or oh, I'm sorry, the beast and man, to make sure that all of this lines up and nobody touches it. They seem to, it says it right there, here's the wisdom, the number of the beast, and nobody refers to it. Here's the number of man. So I just wanted to leave the family with that and uh, let somebody else get on the line before these last four few minutes get up. And thank you. Have a good night. And everybody, uh, so, just keep your head up. Okay, I'm here. You said 333 instead of 666. No, I'm saying the 3 plus 3 equals 6. So the you beast got is three, three, and the man is three. Man. That's the six. And then they give you the six three times, knowing that both man and beast are both three. Then okay. they give you the, the said, six three times. But okay. understanding that that three of beast and man is actually what we talk about. Three is blood. So when we get to the six, six percent proton, six electron, oh, and yeah. six neutron, the pen, it's dealing with the blood, but nobody knows that because they don't break that number of the beast, which is the blood of man and beast, right there in their number. 
Mm, okay. Thank you that for that, uh, Eddie. I'm just looking forward to eating some dinner this evening. <laughs> well, we're about to go. <laughs> Thank you, Eddie Hotel. Hotel, brother Eddie. Good comments, as usual. Yes, sir. All right. And so, uh, Dr. Robert X. Uh, thank you again for your time uh, and your information, keeping us up on everything that's going on here. Thanks to the family with their commentary tonight. Uh, I enjoyed every minute of it. I'll see everybody next Monday. All right. Hotel. Hotel, Hotel family. All right. Whoa.
separate me from the blood and disrespect like coming in my home and not wiping your feet on the rug. The Citroen absolute just got me bucking no hand with no phone. Look out for the man with the mask and the white pony on my back appeal. Staying off my toes, always on my heels, the same plane. Soldiers coming in the dark, my plane to enforce the new system by rain. Tag my skin with your computer chip. Run your hand over the scanner to buy your dish now. No more fishing for your fish. No more fishing for the days of the old days, past ways gone. expenses to occasional splurges there's a lot to buy why not get cash back every time you spend with the PenFed power cash rewards card you get cash back on every purchase that's everywhere every time you use it you can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days visit penfed.org powercash to apply to receive any advertised product you must become a member of PenFed insured by NCUA 